On your mark. Get set. Go. following is a W2M Network feature presentation of Life is Like a Game Show. And here's your host moderator, Harry Broadhurst. Good evening, afternoon, whenever you happen to be listening, and welcome to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening and video services, descriptions of which we will get to at the end of the episode in order to help keep things flowing along smoothly. Odds are, if you know where to find us, you've already found us. But if you are a first-time listener, we thank you for giving us the opportunity and we hope you enjoyed the presentation that you are about to listen to. I am the host moderator. I am the voice of reason, allegedly. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me, as per usual, he is the DSDO. He is the anchor man of the W2M Network. He is your executive producer of Life is Like a Game Show, Eric Watkins. An extra shout out to StreamYard for their latest update. Not only do I get the scrolling thing across the bottom but they have the actual links of the videos whenever I pull certain things up. It's going to lead to some good timing, especially for the outro. The man with the name tag and senior executive producer of the W2M Network. That's right. You're an executive. Accept it. Brian Espinosa. You, you realize senior executive producer puts me over Eric, and I don't want that kind of responsibility. He's got a point. I mean, if you're willing to give it to him, that'll change a lot of things around these parts. Eric's a DSDO. That takes precedence. Sorry. He, I'm he, just a senior producer. I am not executive. Not not here. Do you do you guys know what I mean when I Eric, you can't answer this. Do you guys know what I mean when I say DSDO? I know the reference. I can't place it. Uh, it's actually a wrestling reference for the Usos, uh, down since day one. Yeah, I, I thought that was, yeah. And the other voice that you heard, the one that's responsible for us being a half an hour late because of Tetris, JTN, Jonathan Nielsen. Students wanted to throw down and thought they could school me. I had to educate them otherwise. Also, on that note... <laughs> As a as a uh, consideration to you, Mr. Broadhurst, 
will not hear the soften, but you will hear it now. Look, if I have to hear this shit one more fucking time tonight, I'm going to start kicking people off of this show. We'll talk more about this on Thursday when myself and Eric bring you the Broadhurst Watson Sports Report. I have plenty of black and white. <clears throat> I, I have plenty to say about this when Thursday comes, but that is not what this show is about. This particular episode of Life is Like a Game Show will feature card sharks, and boy, is it a relevant show to cover this week. News, everyone. We'll get to the news, the full news desk in a second here. Real quick, before we do so, you are listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite audio and video podcast formats, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Stitcher, Freezes, etc. Because Harry Froze stars on spot. Okay, try that again. <sighs> iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Harry Broadhurst will not be seen, or sorry, correction, will not be heard tonight while his internet is being a sumbitch. I mean, we now resume this network plug already in progress by the DSDO, Mr. Eric Watkins. Can y'all hear me now? Yes, we can. As Harry was attempting to say, because Spectrum, for some reason, hates long plugs, <laughs> irony ensues, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, rate and review us on Spotify, five stars naturally, iHeartRadio, Apple Pods, Google Pods, you name it, we're practically on it. Let's if try- not, let us know. Let's try the video version of this with i with. Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Everywhere but Twitch is W2M Network. Twitch is W2M Net. TikTok at W2M Network, too. Thanks, Mark Rattledge, for that. Thanks, Mark Rattledge, for something else, too. We busted his balls enough already. we got to find another game show movie for him as a penalty. Oh, I already got one. Yeah. Yes, remember, that's in the works. Yeah, Espinosa kind of mentioned something about that on the Discord. Link in the description, by the way, if you guys want to join us on Discord. <laughs> Segway. But anyways. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, gentlemen, we're planning to cover a certain show that, that happens to be a particular, uh, at least top three favorite of mine uh, coming up in, you know, August that may or may not have a movie attached to it. But I refer you back to some conversations we had off air. I believe it was last week about some shows. And with that, I on that gimmick of yours. However, I will infringe on your eating on air gimmick. I think the three out of the four of us are infringing on that gimmick. So. I was going to say, um, interrupting Harry Brothers, the W2M Network exclusive. I mean, that's also a W2M Network exclusive. Yes, you're not wrong. I was just trying to avoid saying something about something that somebody had already made mention to himself earlier off air before we went on air about the fact that somebody is eating fried chicken. You know, sometimes certain things are avoidable. Certain things are true. Certain certain things are delicious. (laughs) Oh, no, we're going to be talking about prices, right? I think this is as good as any to roll the graphic, Eric. 
without getting grease on your mouse, preferably. All right, Espinosa, the news desk floor is yours. Why do I always have to do the news desk? Because you're the one that asks for the goddamn news desk. I'm not the... the no, we do not ask for the news desk. The, the news, news desk, desk happens. The news I desk asks you. for us. You do this to you. Let the news desk begin. All right, all right, all right. Shut the hell up. I'm getting the news desk. Um... <clears throat> So what do you want to start with first, gentlemen? Because there's a lot on the news desk this week. Um, We'll save the most pertinent story for last. Um, a certain, you know, summer fun and games and tying into what we're covering tonight. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling. Um, So our next leading breaking news story, as I wipe ice cream off my beard here, Um. A delicious strawberry ice cream with some hot fudge, I might add. Hmm. We could, we can. It goes be, perfect with some cake. We cannot be bought, but we can damn sure be rented. Continue. I, you know, I don't have any cake at the moment, but I do know somebody who does. Anyways, <laughs> um, continuing on, our next leading story in the news desk. Well, they're all tied because it's a lot of news. Um. You know what? We'll start with Jeopardy-related news first, because there's actually quite a bit of that. Um, are we? Excuse me. Are we firing Mayim Bialik again? Um, no. I wish we would already, though. Did they um, the tournament champions yet? No. Any more wrong guesses from the Peanut Gallery? Look, I'm recusing myself because I know these stories. I'm I'm on I'm on the Discord, but that doesn't mean I actually pay attention to it. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> um the Jeopardy pilot was released this week. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're interested in seeing the very first episode ever of Jeopardy, uh we'll have a link to that in the show description. Um the current Jeopardy show. Uh, released a box score for the pilot as well. Um, if we can, if I can find the image to that, we will also get that uh, and put it in the description as well. Um, I saw the box score. I haven't seen the episode. I did think that the format is definitely interesting, and it's definitely today's format's been tweaked a bit from the pilot for sure. We're With good reason. Pilot, by the way, and I have a screen share of it. If you want to pull that up, if it's one thing we can count on Jonathan for here on Life Is Like a Game Show, it's to have visual references for stuff I'm talking about. We'll make sure we have this in the show description. By the way, yes, I'm on it. <clears throat> Thank you, Jeopardy Twitter account. Uh, I, they shared it on there. They shared it across all of their social media because I remember seeing it on Facebook. But uh, thirteen triple stumpers, including the final Jeopardy clue. Um, continuing on, real quick before you do, just let me let me say real quick for our audio listeners: we are currently showing the scorecard that again will be linked in the show description. 
As yeah, I thought store- I, I, I kind of thought I made that clear when I said we'll have this in the description. You said we'll have this. You weren't specific as to what this was. I was just letting the audio people know. Continue. Um, and we can take the image down and send Brian full screen again. I'm trying to find the thing here. Let's see if I can find a clip. Of the Jeffrey pilot? No, of something else. Oh, without you saying it, I can't tell. Um, I'm getting food over here, so don't mind me. I apologize for the loud. We're all rest. eating on air tonight, apparently. I'm hungry. Uh, anyways, uh, the college championship, uh, rant, which is you know what Mayim Bialik is is uh, prancing on about in prime time right now. Um, had a rookie level mistake happen from the production team Uh-oh. Uh, midway through the episode there was a brief moment where the results of the episode were spoiled because the po- the contestants uh, dollar amounts on their podiums showed their final jeopardy amounts fail 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 i say unto them and completely spoiled the episode um apparently what occurred is there was a technical error uh and they needed to go back and essentially reshoot the question um but they forgot to reset the dollar podium amounts after the episode had concluded and they went back to reshoot the question so they played the question with the final jeopardy dollar amounts on there so for a few brief moments, you actually saw who won the game. Um, not looking this uh, obviously this doesn't uh, you know continue to add well for my Bialik, but I don't see how this is I her fault. I, I, I was going to say as much as I would like to pin this on her, I don't think it's her fault entirely, unless she's the one that caused the technical error. In which case, screw my Bialik. And if you can't tell, I don't like my Bialik. Um, speaking of not liking Maya Bialik and liking the other person in charge of Jeopardy, Ken Jennings, Segway! I have, I have news. Um, hold on. Time out. Time out. Watkins, give me a full screen. You gimmick infringing bitch. I am the least gimmick infringing person here. I do it when I can. Back to Brian. Oh no, if I wanted to infringe the gimmick, I would say dun dun dun. You're not getting the doggo. No. <laughs> um speaking of news, uh Ken Jennings is even more likely to be able to host Jeopardy full time now. Oh. Uh ABC has, and I, I will spoil this part out of Summer Fun and Games early. Uh, ABC is indeed bringing back the chase. Um, however, it's only coming back with Brad Rutter and James Holzhauer as returning chasers. Wait. Mark LeBet and Ken Jennings are not returning. Oh, boo! Oh, boo. 
Um, the, however, they are adding three new chasers. One of them, I will let the panel take a guess at because you won't get the other two because I sure as hell don't know who the hell they are. Uh, and I will give you only one hint, which is probably going to make this very easy. Uh, but they are a Jeopardy champion. Matt Amodio. No. Andy Snyder. No. Damn. I'm only giving you one guess apiece because you'll get it too easy if I give you multiple. So, Eric, it's all up to you. Do you think you got it? I'm trying to go back. I don't think I got it, though. If it's neither of those two, who in the... Buzzy? Yep. Ah! <laughs> I was thinking, who else would have a charisma? I was like, wait a minute. Jeopardy what? champion will also host. Buzzy. Buzzy Cohen. Yep. Watkins Victoria, Victoria what? Grochi? Grochi? Groche? Gronky? How do you how do G -R -O -C -E. you R-O-C-E? Groche. Groche from yeah. Italian. Groche. Like Pat Groche, the guy who owns the Sixers or did. Thank you. Yes. Um, who is, according to their ABC bio quote, the smartest woman in the world based on her domination of online trivia tournaments. And the other one is Brandon Blackwell, a speed quiz champion. And ABC has quoted Buzzy Cohen as, quote, known for his flashy personal style and razor-sharp wit. Are you saying that the, the online trivia guy could answer 500 questions? Get me full screen. All right, give that man a monkey. Give that, wait, first wait, of all, give that... You know, give you that know how dare you? This is how dare he... Get my 500 questions eventually. Give the men to exit the control. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's, that is the news. Uh, that, that's the Jeopardy news for now. Um, Brian's getting camera shy, Eric. Bring us all in. Well, I mean, with that, I also had to go ahead and, you know, fulfill my executive producer duties. Yeah, because I also sure would like to eat on air and not have to have you guys, like, looking at like, the shit dripping off my beard. Oh, you mean like what happened with that mint chocolate chip matcha from Wawa? Again, send all sponsorship opportunities and inquiries to at the Andesian on Twitter. We cannot be bought, but we can damn sure be rented. Look, you want to pull out the cereal too? Could play this game, buddy. And see, had this been the other night, it would have been three because I had a strawberry and cream pie from McDonald's. Ah, oh, Hershey's good call. Uh, but anyways, uh, continuing on the news desk. However, <clears throat> uh, we do have more news. Um, hey, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, what? <laughs> I'm gonna keep going because I don't know what the hell he's talking. It was about. a joke. In, it was a joke in poor taste about match game. That was me trying to politely say I'm not ready to talk about that. You fucking idiots! Allow me to please continue with the news desk. This is why I just said the eh, as a sign too. <laughs> 
You know what? I have to say it a third time. It's not worth saying it a third time. It's worth just flat out being blunt and saying we're moving on from that topic because I'm not ready to cover it yet. Oh, I don't know. Maybe denying a trip to Puerto Rico. I can't. Yeah. So Wheel of Fortune, uh, it's not where I was going to go next, but Wheel of Fortune's in the news for that. Might as well cover it since Eric segued me into it. Um, yeah. Mira, si usted lo quiere que yo hable español aquí en este podcast, yo la puedo hacer eso con ningún parte de, de fuerza, ¿ok? <coughs> Se expecta una traducción y uh, no encuentro. <laughs> Y ahora, y ahora, el señor Broadhurst está presionando el botón por SAP para decir cómo se dijeron el Larry the Cable Guy. I'm going to need to hit the SAP button on this here, some bitch. Or to, or to, quote, uh, to quote Gabriel Iglesias, I speak Spanish too, motherfucker. Pero sí, una persona en Wheel English. of Fortune. In English, poor favor. Se lo dijeron. El mal, el mal solución. Para un. Dámelo, dámelo, dámelo. Tú no lo vas a matarme. No lo vas a matarme. It was a drop chance. I'm sorry. That's four runs. Oh, Jesus. I got a knife. I got a knife. <laughs> Mate, I got a knife. Let me just say, we here at the W2M Network do not always condone violence in situations. It may occur, but we don't condone it. You know what this amounts to, Eric? Go ahead and shanking on air is a W2M network exclusive. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe we need to cut out the gimmick infringement tonight. <sighs> what? Really? Cut it out? Really? Really? Are really? we really doing that? Me lo van a cortar mi gimmick infringement. Oh, that's right. We're not talking about concentration or classic concentration this week. Sorry, wrong show. Oh. All right, all right. Enough, enough Spanish for our Spanish listeners out there. Um, however, as I was beginning to say in Spanish, which I will translate into English. There was indeed a contestant on Wheel of Fortune recently. Look, if you hit the SAP button, I go back to Spanish. You know that's how that works, right? You notice I didn't hit it then. Continue. Okay, <laughs> then. And this is why I said earlier that the news desk could be half the length of this fucking episode. Well, I mean, we're already at about 24 minutes, so we're on some yeah. sort of pace. Oh, God, help me. Um... Yeah, so a contestant uh, was on wheel 
and he put an article in front of the puzzle. Um, do, do, do we have the puzzle? I'll have to look it back up, but I know the article in question was A. A yeah, and the are your articles, yes. Hey, yeah, he said A frozen concoction instead of just frozen concoction, which is what was on the board. Um, and instead of trying to like cover it up as a uh or a something like that, he ends up doubling down and saying frozen concoction after he says a frozen concoction, which forces Pat to have to rule it wide. If I may request it, Bob Barker is not pleased at this. Ooh, I do like the new StreamYard upgrades. See? However, continuing with the uh, cricket references here, the internet believes that should have been a no-ball. And while a technical sub-bitch over there does the hand motion, <laughs> um, the internet believes that he should have gotten a shot at the puzzle anyways. Um, unfortunately, I'm kind of in agreement here. Rules are rules. Obviously, this is not helping Pat Sajak's public image on Jeopardy, which we've talked about recently on the podcast. Pretty um, sure, pretty sure Pat's on Wheel of Fortune there. Same production company. Did I really just? I did say Jeopardy, didn't I? You yes, did. you did. This is what happens when I don't get to eat my food while the rest of you sons of bitches do. Well, this time, don't forget your adhesives, like you did on Leaf to the Max, or whatever. Ahora en español. <laughs> Not S A P S N P. Get into practices. Well, I was just gonna say, if we're mentioning that, the written, handwritten hand, hand signs are a new W2M network gimmick infringement exclusive. Seriously, I didn't get a full episode without Nielsen taking my shit again. Yeah, that happens. He's trying to steal everybody's shtick on this network one way or the other. But anyways, um, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this rules is, are this, rules, rules including are rules. the dumb ones. Yeah, this doesn't look good for Sajak, obviously. Um, people people are not happy with Sajak. They're not happy with the rules call. They think They, they think the guy should have got the trip anyways. Unfortunately, unlike what happened with the Volvo, this time nobody stepped up to give the guy a trip to Puerto Rico. To okay. which that deserves the womp, 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 womp. You mean... Respectfully... If he added a word into the puzzle, he does not deserve the trick. Oh no, I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't like the rule either. I don't like. But I the can't say is... I'm happy with the way Sajak handled it. But the it rule... should be no surprise to our listeners and viewers that I am very disenfranchised with Drew Carey and Pat Sajak right now. No, more to the. I I like Drew Carey. No, I said I am disenfranchised, meaning, and they agreed with that statement. Oh, yeah, you are disenfranchised. You, 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 you would have lost the square there, sir. Circle gets the square. 
We're not doing control Hollywood. Of board, control of the board goes over to Mr. Eric Watkins. We're, we're not seven. Seven runs off of a single ball. Seven. We're not doing Hollywood Squares until next year. Anyways. Um, and I can say get the white stuff out of your beard, Brian. It's ice cream. Doesn't it's matter. Ice cream. It still looks weird. Anyways, back to what I was about to say, though. It is explicitly stated to cont- enough. <laughs> it is explicitly stated to contestants that adding in, adding articles to the start of the article uh, to a start of a puzzle, especially when they do the crossword puzzle, is grounds for disqualification. But even though this wasn't a crossword puzzle, if you add an A or a the or an in instead of an on, guess what? You lose. Accept it. And like I said, I agree with this. I just wish. I don't know if there's a way that Pat could have handled it better, but I feel like there might have been. And that's why I say rules are rules, even the dumb ones. This isn't a matter of letter of the law. No pun intended. More the spirit of the law. Even if he has gotten to the point of NFG, Pat Sajak. True. I mean, Very that true. is where that's that's pretty much where I figure he is. Yeah. Hey, Hashtag he, old man yells a cloud. You may not have intended the pun, but I think the pun deserves a monkey. Which pun? Letter of the law. Oh. It's um, passed. The moment. Yeah. You have a monkey in spirit, Mr. Watkins. Just don't beat him. You know what? I'm going to let that one go for one. I was going to say, like, come on, family show. <laughs> we hadn't worked that gimmick in yet, so we're good. All right. Are we staying with Wheel of Fortune here, or do we have other things that we're um, No, we've got other things to cover. As I managed to get at least a couple of bites of ice cream in there. Um... So, back to Jeopardy for a moment. Um, we prematurely went away from Jeopardy. No, dear. Yes. Um, our wonderful uh, transgender champion, Amy Schneider, is in the news again. Uh, this time from behind the White House's press podium. Oh... Um, yes, Amy Schneider was invited to the White House. Uh, she put on a, 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 a tiny show, if you will, um, behind the White House press podium today in the White House briefing room um, and actually answered questions from reporters, not about politics stuff, I don't believe. Um, mm-hmm. But it was featured on C-SPAN. Well, obviously, because they have, you know, official briefings and meetings from the press room. Plus, it did happen I mean, in honor of Trans Day of Visibility, so it makes sense for the White House to do that. Yes. I mean, we even have a tweet. <clears throat> Let's check the tweets and the emails. Yes, I'll steal that shtick from you too, Nielsen. <laughs> More on that host later. Hmm. Once we uh, get the tweet up here. I thought it... Ah, never mind. Mm -hmm. 
And I can go ahead. The White House is good enough to invite me here and uh, be visible, I suppose. Uh, and I'm just really, really honored to be here and really grateful um, that this is being celebrated and that the trans people are being celebrated uh, in, in, a, in a place like this. So, yeah. Well, thank you, Amy. We're so thrilled to have you. And, you know, you're wearing your Easter pink, so it's looking good. Yeah, we coordinate. Do you want to comment on the bills this year on the nation? Uh, they're really scary. And uh, some of them in particular that are denying uh, medical services uh, to trans youth, those are, those are life-saving medical treatments. And they will, you know, these bills will, will cause the deaths of children. And that's really sad to me, and it's really frightening. Doing any activism or lobbying against any of these efforts at the state level? It's um, not at the moment. Um, I am trying to figure out where that sort of advocacy and activism fits into my life. Um, you know, everything's changed in the last few months, and I'm still playing it by ear. I would like to do more of it, uh, but for right now, I'm just not sure what the right and effective way to do that would be. And when do you return to the Tournament of Champions? Uh, it will be airing, I'm told, in November. Yeah. Thank you. Under more action, do you think the Biden administration should take to protect trans rights? Uh, no comment on that. I don't want to get involved in that. Yeah. What are you hoping your visit to the White House uh, accomplishes today? Uh, I think just the same thing that I've been accomplishing, which is just, again, being a trans person out there that isn't monstrous and isn't threatening and is just a normal person like we all are. Um, so the more that people like me can be seen, the harder it is to sustain the the myths that are that are kind of driving a lot of this this hate and fear. What's your message to students living in the state? Um, hang in there. I don't think that this is. Uh, I think that this backlash right now is temporary. I think that this, you know, that the country overall is on our side and getting more so every day. And I think it's not going to be too long before these sorts of bills are, are seen as, as a thing of the past and, and no longer what, what we want to be as a country. Guys, I've got to take her. We've got to, she's, she's got a busy schedule. Do you have a question? Do you have a ticket to meet with the president if she go to the Oval Office? Yeah, Not the president today, but she uh, is on slated to. Um, you just left uh, the second gentleman. Yeah, yeah. To meet with trans families. And she's also doing a roundtable. Yes, yes. <laughs> we will send. We will send some notes. Thank you, friends. Great to see you all. Thank you, Amy. We also have a busy schedule. Yes, we do. Um, but uh, good for Amy Schneider, as Harry Broadhurst will be muted tonight. If if I may take this opportunity here, and I just shamelessly self-aware plug here. Um, for more information on in the transgender community and its advocacy and roles in mainstream public, Indiesiders Episode 6, which just aired on Monday night, last night after Raw, covers Effie's Big Gay Brunch and No Peace Underground's Fear the Gay Agenda. It's available on all the same places that you would be listening to this or and or watching this particular episode of Life is Like a Game Show. And did I read Amy's Twitter handle correctly yeah. as Jeopard Amy? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a pun. I had a feeling that would be one of the main things that you noticed. <clears throat> um, 
Again, uh, uh, good for Amy Schneider. I'm glad she got that opportunity to to go visit the White House today. Um, actually, I don't believe that was today, but recently. See, the, wow, you're even doing that on this show too, huh? Look, yesterday I was reading a whole bunch of articles off of different websites. Today, not that different. <laughs> This is what happens when you ask me to do news. And this is what happens when you also tune into us on League to the Backs or whatever, whatever. which also aired Monday night. Hmm. Whatever. Episode available on all the same places that you are listening to Life is Like a Game Show. Dual plug. There you go, Brian. And if you think we're giving too many plugs, you could send your hate mail to s.garmergmail.com. All right. Give them, give them a monkey for that. That was well done. You know, I'm going to digress for a moment here, actually. Ah, shit. As I realize I've spilled ice cream on my hoodie. Why are you wearing Why are you wearing a hoodie in Florida? There's good reason for that, as he'll explain later in the show. Yes, we'll be getting to that in the next, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Um... I would like to actually applaud Nielsen over there. His comedic timing in recent has actually significantly and drastically improved to the point where he was able to successfully pull off a well-timed hate mail comment via the Facebook comments on a recent show here on the network. Well done, sir. I don't. I'm not seen often on the W2M network, but when I am, the timing is horrible. When I'm in the audience, timing is good. Now, now, shut up and stop stealing people's gimmicks. Natural funny is better than abrasive funny. All right, um, back to it, Mister Espinosa. Let's continue our news desk. So our next uh, thing in the news is that The Price is Right had its April Fool's episode. Um, Oh, boy. I thought it was okay. The, the, The Jonathan Magnum bit made me laugh. You thought what? I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay, the Jonathan. The Jonathan Magnum bit made me laugh. Okay, Harry, you may want to get out of the way of Brian in his soapbox before he hits you with it. I know that look. That's a four-second look, Harry. Yeah. No, here's the problem. People have these unrealistic expectations these days, and he's no, 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 no. I'm gonna stop you right there. You're self. I'm gonna stop you dead in your tracks right now. No, you're not because you're self. This is not even unrealistic expectations. This was downright utter garbage. And he's got and Harry. He's got receipts. He will explain. Okay, go for it. When the original producer who worked on the show for 25 years learned the format from Mark Goodson himself comes out on his public Facebook 
and gives a damning, and I mean literal damning review from a man who is not negative and does not curse. I mean, hey, how wait, how wait, bad? Whoa, 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 whoa. Dobquits cussed? Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck. Show me. When Dobquit says that it was damn bad for a man that does not use that kind of language, it was bad. I thought the Jonathan Magnum bit was funny. The Jonathan Magnum bit might have been the only slightly comedic thing in that entire episode. I will admit to not having seen the full episode. I only saw the clip of the Magnum bit on the TPIR Facebook page. They basically did the t the price is right 10,000th from 2013 or whatever it was 13 or 14 yeah except they did a horrible i don't want to say covid version of it but it almost felt like a horrible covid version of it and i can't even i can't even blame covid for this this was just did you yourself not say especially if you were leading up to being on air the typical runtime for an episode, you take out commercials and such, 44 to 45 minutes. 44 to 48, yeah. Did you not say and made a highlight of the wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> I'm going to say the runtime was 40 minutes. Lower. I overbid? Yes. We had this conversation in the Discord. I don't feel we the need did. to make... I don't feel the need to make a bit out of it on air. The point being... Well, the point being is it was a 38-minute runtime for a show that normally should be running 44 to 48. I will check out the episode on Paramount+. It's on, it's on CBS right now. It's on Paramount Plus as well, which they air all of the current season of The Prices right on their Paramount Plus app. But I, I did look at... I did watch it. I'm like ten o'clock. Shit, I need to. We're going to cover the the we the, the 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 Price is Right at April Fools episode. I went to CBS's website to find it because I couldn't find it on YouTube. Thirty-eight minute runtime, and that's from the beginning of the intro sequence to the end of credits. So, in reality, that's like 30, 32, 30 to thirty-two minutes of gameplay. We got homework to do, boys. I will give the full episode a watch, and I will discuss it with you guys next week here on the news desk. How's that? Um, because I, I don't say apparently, Dobquits actually pulled his opinion off of Facebook on this, and honestly, Ooh. I can kind of understand why. Yeah, if it's bad and the network is getting roasted. Dobkowitz took one for the team. It's like, nope, I'm going to back off of this. <laughs> it, I promise you, April 1st, it was there. Now I can't see shit. No, even with the glasses, that won't change things. Uh, like I said, it was there, and now it's... 
Now either got... he voluntarily took it down or someone he probably got on the phone. He probably either somebody from CBS said, you know, one of his buddies, because he's still in the, you know, in the loop, even if he's retired. Somebody either, you know, sent him a message, hey, take this down, or he looked back on it and was like, you know what? I'm going to take this down. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I may have just found it. Oh, oh, oh Auntie's here. Apparently, we didn't get April fooled, at least with this bit. Um. Okay, go on. As the intense search continues. Yes, Dead Air, a W2M network, not exclusive, but frowned upon in these parts. So while Brian takes a look for that, why don't we go ahead and fill some time with some other news notes from the story? Is it so, okay? So the I'm sorry, I did find it. The original comments were scrubbed. Uh, but a comment that was left up was there's a four-lettered word for this, lame. Uh, but he also posted, notice to all those that post here on my page, there's no room for obscene language. Such posts will be deleted. Yeah, so I have and a I feeling there were a lot of them. <laughs> um, he also says this. He says, our April Fool's pranks were done in the spirit of April Fool's. We were actually trying to fool someone. What the show is doing now is just what they think are funny things. They are not April Fool's pranks. Again, I will also watch further. He also further goes to say, um, I have the feeling that Drew wrote much of this stuff and the show's caretakers are too afraid to tell him it isn't funny. When I worked with Drew, he would suggest really lame things. Parentheses. He thinks he really is quite funny and clever. And we had to be gentle in telling him it wasn't quote right quite right for the show. Uh, Oof. <laughs> I mean, this is what they thought was funny. The one bid was played for a car. The pricing game right after it was cliffhangers for a six hundred dollar dash cam. And the prizes that you had to play in cliffhangers were car accessories, specifically a pair of fuzzy dice, a cheap set of rhinestone license plate frames, and some pink kissy lip floor mats. They put a spin on it's optional? No, not even close. Uh-uh, mm-mm, no. I Hey, Price is Right staffers, you might look behind you because you just jumped a shark. Hey. I'm gonna I, I highly recommend watching the episode, but try to keep an open mind, but don't be surprised if it's if, if you end up coming back to agree with I me. I think 
I think playing the one bid for the car and then the pricing game for the accessories is kind of funny, actually. Hi, Harry. I reserve the right to um, quote a Weird Al song title after I am observing this episode and say, I can't watch this. Uh, uh, hi, Harry. How you doing out on that island over there? Do they uh, have the good coconuts? I will be more than willingly a resident of this. Do you have, do you have some Malibu over there? Because clearly you must be drinking Malibu to be out there on that island. Well, normally that would be funny, but that's my thing. He's straight edge. <laughs> I'm... I will watch. I I genuinely think for for a a gag for for an April Fool's episode, it works. You may be if you may not think they, so. They pulled the Amana refrigerator deal, except they did it on purpose. The 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 one where the refrigerator has all the stuff fall out. I just checked out the show description on Golden Road. Yes, I am aware of what happened. Very first thing out the bat: open a fridge up, everything spills out. Um, another gimmick that they did, which I thought was completely unclever and what the hell they played balance game, the, the, the balance half of the balance game. They did some, what I can only assume was probably magnet tomfoolery trickery to make it so that the model couldn't lift up the balance bag. But when Drew walks over to lift up the balance bag, he gets it with no problem. Yeah, I'm going to have to go on and watch this tonight while I upload the show. Oh, boy. This was just, it was not good. I'm sorry. It was just. Speaking of things that are not good, what the hell is ABC doing? Yeah, um, we'll get to that in a moment. Because we're talking about prices, prices Right, let's talk about something good about the Prices Right, which is the Prices Right Live, because as you may have noticed, uh, I am wearing a Price is Right name tag on my hoodie. Uh, last Thursday, uh, the Price is Right Live came through Lakeland. Uh, for those of you who don't know what the Price is Right Live is, because I think it was literally the one thing that we forgot to cover during the Price is Right month. We talked about it. We Brief ran, mention. We literally named it in name only. Uh, the Price is Right Live is a stage show that originally started at Harris Casino in Las Vegas, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, um, and is now a traveling stage show where they, with a modified format, reproduce The Price is Right on stages across the country. Um, you can buy a ticket. You don't even have to buy a ticket, technically. Um, you can show up, register to be a contestant. You have to buy a ticket to watch a show, but you actually, there's no purchase necessary to register to be a contestant. Um, you can check out all the information at pricesrightlive.com. Yeah, yeah, they, they have a website. Sorry, my, my brain scattered for a moment. Uh, but I went Thursday and I had a lot of fun. Um, in their pre-show, they had, uh, they were talking about fun facts. They even gave a, a nod to the 56 version of Price with Bill Cullen, which was uh, very nice. They're in the Southeast until the 
uh, 16th of April, which point they had California and even Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, they, uh, their, their, their tour moves fast. Um, and they have various talents, uh, that, that host the show. Uh, it so happened the Bob Goen of, uh, Blackout and, uh, Wheel of Fortune daytime fame, uh, was who was hosting here in Lakeland. Unfortunately, that man disappeared like the genie in Aladdin's bottle after that show ended and they could not find him anywhere. Uh, cause I tried to get an opportunity to meet him and I didn't, um, but overall, the show's a lot of fun. I was on a roll. I think I would have gotten four out of the five pricing games if I got on stage. I can for certain say three. Uh, they played the clock game, and unfortunately, they had this lovely old Polish woman whose first name whose first language was not English on for the clock game. And well, I'm sure you can imagine how that gone. Or how that went. Exactly. Um, the other unfortunate incidences that happened on the show. Lady got to play Plinko. Only got two chips. Double zero. But wait, there's more. In the showcase... Where if I had been up there and I had bid on the showcase, I would have won a fucking brand new Vespa and a scooter and a car. Um, double overbid. So it was basically like one of those rare O for six type of. Shows it was almost a Skunko show, yeah, yeah. It was the Mendoza line of prices rights. Um. They do give you $100 just for making it on stage, though. Even if you lose your pricing game. So that was nice. Um, they also did audience giveaways. So after every like pricing game, uh, win or lose, they drew a random contestant's name to win a prize package. Um, and at the very end of the show, the showcase prize package they gave away to the audience was actually one of the items in the showcase, which was an all-expenses-paid trip to Hollywood, California, including two tickets to go see the actual Price is Right. Ooh. Which, in this current day and age, with all their COVID protocols and shit, is very difficult to get your hands on. Um, again, had I bid on that damn showcase, I would have been in the $250 limit to not only win the $2,500 prize, but actually get everything in the showcase. Cause See? the way they do the showcase is the winner gets $2,500. But if you're within the $250 range limit, like you would get double showcase, uh, on the, on the regular show. Uh, you get the actual showcase instead. Not to and mention, both, you would have both had showcase them. winners write down their bids for the showcase. Not to mention, you would have had a lot easier tax issue being here in Florida too. Yeah, yeah. screw taxes, you, taxes. California. Taxes? What taxes? <laughs> 
There's no state income tax. I know. God, that would have all been tax free. Oh! Actually, no, I would have had to pay gift tax on the registration for the scooter and the, the car. They would have still got you federally, but you wouldn't have been anywhere near as bad. Yeah, that, I was going to say that, and I would have gotten hit federally, but I would have gotten hit by the state for the for the two vehicles. I would have gotten hit federally for the whole for, for the whole thing. And if you do want to showcase on the prices, right, life, and you do need tax help, segue. The friendly people at Bricks TNT LLC again. Tax assistance available within the state of Florida, as well as notary public assistance as well. Segment of Life is Like a Game Show, sponsored by the wonderful fine folks at Rick's TNT LLC. <laughs> Contact information available in the description. Anyway, more news. Um, finally, getting to the breaking news of the story of the week. And we do appreciate our friends over at Buzzerblog. Buzzerblog wasn't the first people to break this story. Wow, yeah. they got beat. So, yeah. I, I I get all my cancellation news over at ismyshowcanceled.com. This is not free plug hour. Um, really? Because before, we before we get to that news, however... Um, what it is, though, is you are listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite audio and video podcast locations. I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Also joining us are your co-hosts, Eric Watkins, Jonathan Nielsen, and the currently screenless Brian Espinoza. That doesn't matter to our audio listeners. But to my knowledge, he's still there. And with that, we now get back to your price. We now get back to your... No, he's not. He stepped away and went to the um, microwave to get more food because eating on air is his uh, gimmick, which we were all infringing on earlier. So, so, Chris, so, Brian, so Brian Espinoza will not be temporarily no, seen. I'm not ready to get to that news yet. I have other news. Wait, you have other news on top of... Well, I was just doing the coming up... news week. Um, Jaquita Price is right. That's too much. I agree. Look. But to quote Ron Popeil, but wait, there's more. And the reason I interrupted you there real quick was to do the coming up on one hour. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I still don't get to eat. At least I got the food out of the microwave finally an hour later. It, it was station identification time here on Life is Like a Game Show. Continue, Espinosa. Um, gentlemen, deal or no deal? No deal. Depends which version we're talking about. Good. No deal is right because he's not coming back to host deal or no deal. But Howie Mandel is returning to the game show scene. He has got his new, he's got a new show debuting on Netflix this month called Bullshit the Game Show. Netflix is doing game shows now. Net wait, we're wait. Okay, we have not talked about on this show streaming services doing game shows since the Rancid Randy bracket. Broadhurst, technically speaking, Netflix was already doing game shows. I remind you that the floor is lava. 
Hey, hey, hey. You are not you are not granted Randy. You're not doing a bracket show. We're not including that under his rules, okay? That is a game show. He is technically correct. The best kind of correct. Suck it. All right, you technical some bitches. He left his boots in the ring, damn it. All right, so what's this deal about bullshit? Continue. Uh, yes, bullshit the game show, which is the which is a mix between a traditional quiz show and the card game called cheat, which is also known as I doubt it or bullshit. Like um, like three deuces, two fours, three fives, what have you. Is being brought to Netflix. It was shot in New Mexico back in January. Um, contestants. Is there a reason why that's funny, Watkins? Well, I mean, if you think about it, New Mexico and in that region and being things being shot. We're getting that, to that. I that later. <laughs> and also, this is not to be confused with the Penn and Teller show bullshit. The next one of you motherfuckers that says bullshit and cuts me off without it me being saying bullshit to talk about this bullshit-ass game show named Bullshit. Hey, hey buddy, what's the name of that place all the shit on the walls? <laughs> you hey, mean bullshit? <laughs> See, I had that joke better lined up, but oh no. Now your comedic timing is off. <laughs> you know what? Give that man a monkey. Broadhurst will no longer be seen tonight. <laughs> Broadhurst looks like the monkey at the end of the video. Eric, Eric will understand this. Get better comedic timing, you rich motherfucker. You can afford to buy another one. All right, back. Let's get back. Kids, buddy, they hurt harder than bottles. Can we get back to the news desk, please? No. <laughs> why? Because bullshit. That's why. Um. So apparently, uh, question uh, contestants will work their way up a money ladder by answering questions correctly or wrongly. Uh, but they can get called out if they answer the questions wrong. Um, I don't really know that much more about the format than this. Um, it is expected to debut sometime in April. Um, again, with Howie Mandel. So, kind of glad to see him coming back to uh, game shows. Uh, ITV America is producing the show. Um, and David Friedman is serving as the showrunner and executive producer. Uh, okay. And he has worked on projects such as the Titan Games and Gordon Ramsay's The F Word. Okay, so I'm definitely going to be tuning in as I love both those shows. I love, I love Gordon Ramsay. I love The F Word. Um... Now, thank fuck for that, as Gordon Ramsay would say, that the news desk is over because we could get to the breaking story on today's news desk. 
which is ABC's summer fun and games game show lineup. Can I get a dramatic reverb or something here, please? Well, you didn't set up the dramatic reverb. Yes, I did. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait dude. a minute. ABC's fun and games, the lineup. Dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. Thank you. Um, Sorry, Harry. <laughs> As Harry Broadhurst continually becomes seen and unseen tonight, Harry Broadhurst may disappear permanently tonight. Um, He's debating it. So, <laughs> so first out of the gate, uh, the Alec Baldwin-hosted match game isn't expected to return to ABC. Officially, um, officially canceled by ABC, according to ismyshowcanceled.com. So it's not officially canceled. But it pretty much is. It's, it's, it is a canceled in all words, but actual use of the word canceled. Officially, there is technically a possibility... Albeit a small one to walk away with five thousand dollars of Ben Stein's money. You don't get a monkey for that. That was that was decently played, but you don't get a monkey for that. I will take a well played. Uh, now, for the love of God, can I please get at least one article of of something without getting interrupted? Thank you. Holy flapjack in hell. Um, ABC's decision to cancel match game is not related to Alec Baldwin. That has actually been announced by ABC, or at least by insiders in the know at ABC. Um, the show hasn't been in production since 2019-2020. Um, actually, prior to COVID-19... Yeah, so 20, yeah, they haven't filmed since 2018, from what I have read. Um, they only aired two new episodes in 2021, which were leftovers that had just hadn't been aired yet. Um, so because they just haven't produced the show in that long, ABC has decided to just go ahead and cancel it. I, I am aware that you have the Is My Show Cancelled. Um, Variety actually first reported this, which I will put the Variety link in the article in, in our chat here. Um, it is, but it's, uh, quote, isn't expected to return to ABC, which effectively, in Hollywood speak, means got cancelled, but... Also, still technically leaves the door open for if they want to renew it at the last possible second. To quote the article's title, Alec Baldwin's match game canceled at ABC, etc., etc. But loopholes. Exactly. Um, also, unlikely to return is 
celebrity dating game. Again, to quote Gordon Ramsay, thank fuck for that. I'm sorry. Zoe Deschanel, she's cute. It works. Michael Bolton, big fat red X. Um, the hustler. I I wouldn't either. Has been canceled. Look into the webcam when you do that, not the screen. If you want comedic, yeah. But the thing is, the glare in his glasses. I was going to say the glasses don't help, though. I I Um, vote thumbs thumbs down for the hustler being. Yeah, approve the hustler getting canceled. We're getting there. Um, And the focus of tonight's episode, Card Sharks. All axed by ABC. All right, so we'll get to this here in a few moments when we start the deep dive or deep-ish dive. The deep-ish dive on Card Sharks here. I honestly think the host is the reason this instance. I disagree. I mean, again, you could say that with the premise and some of the hosting for Celebrity Dating Game, I think Joel McHale, in the unique way that they did McHale's Card Sharks, it worked. The problem is, I think it's one of those where they tweaked it a bit too much. We'll get into that, though. Very well. We'll save it for a little bit later. Go ahead, Brian. Um... Yes, ABC has claimed that their decision to cancel match game is not related to Alec Baldwin's accidental shooting. Um, as I explained <laughs> before, um, that revival of match game debuted in 2016 and ran for five seasons. Um, so it's very possible that it comes back again. Um, it was executive produced by game show veteran jo- Scott St. John, uh, and this ABC run produced 69 episodes. Nice. 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 Thank nice. you. Uh, as for Card Sharks, hosted by Joel McHale, uh, this revival ran for two seasons on ABC, most recently on television in July of 2021. Um, also ran by Scott St. John, um, this format or this, uh, uh, iteration had 21 episodes starting in June of 2019. I feel like my non-credible source, uh, part of the show just got infringed. How's it feel? You back. We'll get back to that. Okay, thank you. Um, Celebrity dating game, technically we have to cover this. Um, Only one season. We know how dating game works. Zoe Deschanel was great. Get the fuck rid of Michael Bolton if you bring it back. Other than that, again, sorry to see it go. Michael Bolton added absolutely zero to this show. In fact, he subtracted from it. That's all I have to say. Um... Hosted by Craig Ferguson. Yes, the same Craig Ferguson that we referenced earlier with the wonderful check the tweets joke. And if I'm going to say something about the hustler getting canceled, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to show it. God damn it, John. I was trying to set somebody up for an and the emails. 
Yeah. 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 Not my fault. Now, you know what I'm going to say to this, John? What's the comment go? <laughs> exactly. Um, the Hustler, which called itself the most diabolical game on television, would, sh- would have contestants collaborate to answer questions and put money into a pot, uh, except one of the contestants is a mole... Uh, who knows everything already and is trying to hide their identity to win said money. Um, It was based on a British format. It came from all three media's studio Lambert and ran for two seasons with a total of 19 episodes. Um, As for returning episode or returning series uh, shows on summer fun and games, uh, celebrity family feud hosted by Steve Harvey is expected to be back for, can you fucking believe it, season eight. How many fucking celebrities can you get to fill eight fucking seasons worth of fucking prime time? I'm not going to get... It, it, okay, it depends on. on how you define um, a celebrity. We'll continue. Pressure Luck, hosted by Elizabeth Banks, will return for beating out Peter Tabarkin, her fourth season. Holy shit, we're getting more seasons now than we did back then. Ain't going to beat the episode count, though. Yeah, no. No, it won't. They that ain't, ain't happening. 760 episodes. Um, $100,000 Pyramid, hosted by Michael Strahan, is also expected to return. Um, and technically... What about Holy Moly? I was just about to get to that. Technically covering, because it's we, we're considering it a game show, Holy Moly is back as well for a fourth season featuring none other than the Muppets. Extra Circle. Watching um, go home. I, I, I am home. I'm sitting right on my couch. Well, fuck your couch then. <laughs> I, I can't buy another one. I will not. I will not. Rounding, see. rounding out ABC's uh, lineup. Um, a new true crime mystery gamer show. Who do you believe is expected to debut? Um, ABC canceled their Ultimate Surfer show. I didn't even know what the hell that is. Um, I do. You didn't miss anything. Nope. ABC has not yet confirmed the fate of Supermarket Sweep. To tell the truth, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and Judge Steve Harvey. We're even. We're even. Um, Defame the good goddamn name of the Muppets, will you? You're the one who straight up gave him an X. I didn't didn't say anything. You're even? You're going to hole number 19. Brian's going to kill all of us. As he sits there. We got any more news, revenge. sir? <laughs> Are we finally out of the news desk after 75 whole minutes? Uh, so 
the answer to that question, my friend. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> no. Um, first of all, I hope they don't renew supermarket sweep. That's all of you guys decided you wanted to get your damn opinions in. We we all agreed with you on that to our audio listeners. Yes. That, that was more uh, of a, right. That was more of a visually effective segment than an audio effective one. Continue. They need to bring back the rest of Judge Steve Harvey and give him a second season. Man. Also agreed. Um because that's the way I see tell it the apparently. Truth. Yeah, I was going to say cuz that's the way we see it, which is perfectly fine. The only we'll cool thing about Golden Gavel now. The only cool thing about Judge Steve Harvey was the two wrestlers that appeared on it. Um, you would say that. I would say that, and I would mean it too. I don't like Judge shows. I never have. Um, to tell the truth, I I'm neutral. Uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune needs to go just like Celebrity Family Feud needs to go. I don't buy celebrity vert like standalone spinoff celebrity versions of game shows is a hard don't buy. Especially when you end up like some sub bitch Melissa Joan Hart ended up in a goddamn top 25 all time game show winning. It doesn't count. You're fucking playing for charity. Four seconds, motherfucker. Four seconds. Also, there's a Jeffy winner above her. Okay, so now I'm mad at both of you. Him for de- him for defaming the Muppets, <laughs> and you for defaming Melissa Joan Hart. Okay, I want to make it clear. I'm not defaming Melissa Joan Hart. I'm defaming the fact that she's in the fucking top 20 all-time game show winnings record contestants. And I'm when not she def- played entirely for charity, and I don't count that. And I'm not defaming the Muppets. I'm just saying that somehow I don't feel the Muppets in Holy Moly. I think it's that's too much. I don't think it's going to work. I think it works perfectly. I think the comedic nature of Holy Moly plays perfectly into the Muppets. We could cover Holy Moly at some point later in the season. Oh, wait. You guys already booked the rest of the calendar year. We haven't booked it solid yet. We're only confirmed through the end of June. And for one specific date, or sorry, and one, two specific dates in August and one in September. September. (laughs) September. Um, More on that later. More on that next week, I believe. Two weeks. I meant the schedule, not the reference. Are we done with the news desk now? So, unless you guys managed to find some news in the past 110 minutes of news desk bullshit, not to be confused with the new game show bullshit, we're actually done with the news. That's our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Damn it. Now, I have this to say. Aces are high. Deuces are low. Play your cards right. 
and win the doll on card sharks. You realize I had all day planned the intro gimmick for the show and you denied me it, you bastard. This is what you submitted to get for cutting me off on the news desk. So the plan... You cut me off on the news desk. I'm going to steal all your goddamn shticks. You're because, because it do be facts, though. He ain't lying. He ain't. But just so you know what it would have been, it would have been, wait a minute, this song sounds familiar. Take a risk, take a chance, take a dare, play the game. And I would have pulled the double dare routine again, but... That was a gimmick many months ago, which if you want to follow the same theme song as Card Sharks, which debuted in 1978, and listen to it as the theme song to 1976's Double Dare, or if you prefer the 1986 version of Double Dare on Nickelodeon, you can go back into the Life is Like Game Show archives and watch those episodes. So I'm going to ask you a question. If you don't know the answer, you can dare the team. And if they don't know the answer, they can double dare you back. And if they don't know the answer, they can double dare you. And you take physical You challenge. need to get some cue cards, motherfucker. I do need cue cards for that one. Yeah, sorry. So debuting in 1978, as I go to the non-academic credible source <laughs> and try to get this show back on the rails. Wait a minute. A there were rails? of reason. So wait, there were rails? So that's what these things on the ground were this whole damn time. Presented by the great Jim Perry from eighty from 78 to 81. Appreciate you allowing me an introduction there, Nelson. <laughs> I'll ask Harry Broadhurst a question that would be posed to 100 people. Somebody would give an answer and they'd ask Harry Broadhurst, Higher or lower? Which way is this show going? Lower. Lower. Definitely. Definitely lower. I mean, we're not quite at the point of how many Japanese people knew what a bagel was, but we're getting there. And the amount of people that would agree with that statement? 98! <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go lower on that one. But the contestant who got the right answer, if they if it was indeed lower, the second player would play the cards. And if not, the first player would play the cards. They'd play a game of high-low on a five-card run. The decks would be shuffled backstage, sealed by standards and practices, brought on stage, unsealed, and the decks were cut right before the show went on air. They did actually show the shuffling table once because somebody wrote in and asked about that process. And there was this S&P guy Looming in the background, much like Harry Broadhurst has been looming in the background most of the show, watching this show go steadily further and further off the rails. It was actually produced by Mark Goodson's son, Jonathan Goodson, believe it or not, at NBC Studios in Burbank. If it went to a fourth question, however, nobody completed their run of five cards, then it was sudden death. Somebody had to win on that play. 
either by forcing the other person to run out or by trying to run out themselves. You fail to win, you lose. And then you're off to the money cards. <clears throat> One minor asterisk. Oh, there's going to be a couple of these because yay rule changes over the years. Back to four person. The reason, not even with the rule changes over the years, you mentioned that it was a five-card one. Yes. And a best of three games. However, if it goes to game three, continue. If it goes to game three, it was a three-card run, since that game was a tiebreaker. <laughs> Is that a WrestleMania playing card deck, sir? SummerSlam from Vegas last year. Approved. For example of gameplay, Mr. Watkins, you can see the card in front of your screen, yes? Yes, I can. Our, I'll go lower. Our mm -hmm. audio listeners will note that it is the Queen of Spades. Eric says lower, which means I would flip the next card, and Eric would be correct. It is the Five of Diamonds. Mr. Espinoza, the Five of Diamonds. Higher or lower on the five of diamonds and unmute yourself. And unmute yourself. I was doing research. Higher or lower on the five of diamonds? Uh, we'll go higher. I want all of it higher. Mr. Espinosa is correct. It is the ace of spades. All of it lower, lower. All of it lower. lower. This is a no-brainer. Nielsen says lower for the next card, and it is another five. Mr. Watkins to run the five-card table. Higher. Higher on that five. It is another ace, and we have one game one. That's basically how gameplay worked on card charts. And the set looked amazing. Speaking of the set, clip, please. You got it. No. I set you up proper for something. I will say this much. None of these were allowed on card sharks, however. Wrong. Uh, 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 More on that in 89, but not yet. Well, not on the McHale version anyways. Kings and queens will rarely fight you unless an ace shows up to fight you on cut charts and here's the host of cut charts jim perry thank you very much welcome to cut charts jim perry best host ever of this show fight me i'm not going four to seconds, disagree buddy. with you four seconds i i i, I thought I, I thought, what was it, Eubanks? Yeah. I thought Eubanks did a really good job with the show. Eubanks did an all right job. I like Eubanks over Perry. I'm sorry. Yeah, four seconds. Four. So, there, there was a rule change in 1980. Specifically regarding that high-low toss-up question. You got it exactly right. You got the same amount of money that was in Bob Barker's pocket. $500 bonus. Very rarely paid out. Also, if you were able to pull off what we just did without one wrong guess and without 
freezing to protect your position on the five card run. Five hundred dollar bonus. Um, I need you to do me a favor from the non-credible academic because I don't believe you actually gave the official uh, show beginning show end dates. I did the first version, which was 78 to 81 on NBC, and I'll address the others as we evolve into those. All right, very Speaking well. Speaking of which, you perfectly set me up for the CBS run from 86 to 89 with a concurrent syndicated run, 86 and 87. We have a clip for that as well. Referring to Eubanks and Bill Rafferty, who did the Cindy. But before that clip, we need to talk about a bonus game. My second clip from... Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Wait a minute, hold on. We're... Bill Rafferty? Not yeah. that Bill Rafferty, Eric. No, that, that, that... Not the Rafferty Report Rafferty. Not Rafferty Onions, Rafferty? Rafferty Onions. No, Eric, not it, him. Okay. I don't... Not I, like that... Basically, another not that Mark Wahlberg. And for Jonathan, when you mentioned the yep, clip. that's the number. Okay. All right, clip clip coming for our audio listeners. That wasn't the clip I linked, or we actually. I know. I know. This is coming up beforehand, and these were actually sent in prior. Oh, we're talking about the. Okay. Sorry. Again, I'm doing research. This is the part of the podcast where I don't know what the hell's going on. We have another $200 of betting money, and we give you three more cards. Minimum bet's $50, but to get to the top card, the big bet, where you must risk at least half the money. Come on. Okay. okay, and remember, Toby, you can change the base card on each level if you need to. Thank you, Kristen. We'll start, Toby, with... And yeah! 200 down! Whole thing, $200. Thing. That this is lower than an 8, and it is! Yeah! Okay, uh, I'm going to say 50 lower. $50 minimum bet, lower than a 10. He's right again! Yeah, all right. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 300 up. $300 higher than a 3. No. You and your doubles over here, Toby. Uh -huh. Go on. Right. But we're going to give you the other 200 when we move up to 3. It is yeah. a good card, and you've got $350. Uh, okay, I got a, I got $200. Says higher. 200 Higher. Three threes. It's all right. got to win one of these, don't I? I hope it's this one. I hope to, too. <laughs> okay, I... $150, it's got it. No, $100. $100 is going to be on. $100. Higher. That is the first time, and I don't think I'm mistaken, it is the first time in over two years on the show that four in a row have come up. Doesn't that make you feel better, hey, The rule changed 81. That push would not have cost him money on those threes. I thought that they changed that rule earlier than 81. Higher. Can yeah. <laughs> we move up to the four? Toby, with your luck, be careful. My luck is changing 100 all the way. I gotta win it. All right, come on. Win. Give this man $200, please. Yeah. I would have died if that was a deuce. You know, you play so well, and you have such terrible luck over there. Oh, my. All right, kill the clip. Yep. Kill the but clip. And uh, if you want to see the exact opposite of that, the other 
infamous moments of the original runs money cards. My first clip, courtesy of Buzzer. On YouTube. I'm guessing you don't have a timestamp for this. It's a short clip. Norma Brown. And you can tell this is 1978 because they did not add the dollar sign to the podium until 79. Is that the only time that ever happened? Yes. Although, we will get into it with the late 80s. This is a first max win. Not the highest money cards win, but the first max win and only. The only maximum, but not the highest. With the 200 in the front game, that's a 29K payday, and she's a returning champ. She can do it again. And clip. $28,800 for having a run of eight cards on a high low. Uh, here, allow me to offer a more realistic visual demonstration of that, Mr. Nielsen. She, she was bold enough to, uh, to, to do that. And come on, gentlemen, if we're going to do this properly, let's do this properly. Let's get some $20 bills here. There you go. I mean, I, a man and Brian is frozen. Rain. I'm yeah, about to say, it, it's a good on you for trying to make it rain, but we couldn't see anything. He so. decided to freeze his progress on the five-card round there. Did I really freeze? <laughs> you have frozen. Yes. You are hard frozen. Again? Yes, you do. You're still frozen. Um, I can't frame a webcam. Real quick, real quick. Can I... Can I I, I I look. I don't look frozen at all. You are. Myself. 
1,000% frozen. You, you are all, a all black ice. Screens. Okay, how about now? Still no, frozen. Absolute zero. You're going to have to reload StreamYard, sir. Um, Brian uh, Espinoza will not be seen at the moment. Finally got to say that. Go ahead. While, how about uh, now? Well, how about now? Real quick before you do that, though, uh, Mr. Watkins, do me yes, you're back. Do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Give that man a monkey. Frozen on the five cards. Well played, sir. Well played. Anyway, let's bring this into the 80s. And now Harry's frozen. No, no not on mine. No, I'm not. Frozen for me for a moment. All right, I've officially made it rain tonight. Um, <laughs> with that, if you could bring us into the 80s with a new intro. Um, yes, that one. You can win this beautiful car on the turn of a single card on Card Sharks. And if you play your cards right, you can win what? $32,000. Wouldn't that technically be Car Sharks? Not Welcome to Card Shark. Glad you could join us today because all week long in our studio audience, we have had the ladies of the Los Angeles Raiderettes with us and they're back with us today. So why don't we meet them right now? Here they are from the Los Angeles Raiderettes. First of all, it's Denise, Jacqueline, Bonnie, Jackie, Cindy. The, the sad news is all of them were arrested for fraud right after the show was taped. How do you know that? It was it was a Raiders are our criminals joke, Brian. That's the joke. Well, I have to say. Brian being Brian, appearing to both sets of my sensibilities, well, all three, if we included this, with that particular intro. So, so here's how things were done. Ryan, if you can, maybe I can explain the uh, the whole car gimmick. Thank you. I'm sorry, there was a there was a reference. So yeah. Please hold. So, you play the money cards as normal. There are three jokers in that deck. For everyone that is pulled up, it is set aside for the card game for later. And we go ahead and play the money cards as normal. <laughs> You're also given one free joker for this. You had an array of seven cards, one of which said the word car on the reverse side. If you picked via putting your joker over one of those cards that said car on it, you would win the car. It's that easy. And they did go on and change that later in the run. I sense a clip forthcoming. Oh, really? Here. Yes, they did. Gone. You remember, especially during Eubanks' run, like they had all week with the Raiderettes cheerleaders. Sometimes you would have 10 executive secretaries. Sometimes you would have 10 men who poured up the singles listings in the want ads. In the late one of the show, those 10 people were involved. The contestant, after the money cards, asked a question. I was going to say, I remember there being a 10 bodybuilders one once. 
Exactly. There was also 10 Japanese sumo wrestlers. Yes. The, contest, the contestant at the end of the money cards was asked a question involving those 10. If they got the number 1 through 10 right on the nose, they would win the car. That, the only time that changed was during Eubanks' final episode. And to make it easier for wanting to give away the car, you could have been one off either way just for that one instance. I have a request. Can we show a clip of the car bonus game? We would have to find one? I feel like Jonathan would be able to do that in relatively... I was going to ask Mr. Research Man to do some research. Isn't he already doing some research? And the only real difference... It's, was... not, it's like I'm not doing it already. <laughs> Maybe we check the chat and we see some lovely research has been done. This is why I'm the senior producer around here. This is why I said if anybody's doing research, it's him. As I go ahead... Some of the hosts are actually considered besides Eubanks. Uh, Bruce Forsyth of the Hot Streak Variety. And Patrick Wayne. Skyhawk 2. The sports car with room and comfort. Equipped with standard features plus pinstripes and California mission. Good luck, Prestina. That's a tone for all that bad luck. Go win a car, kid. Number one. Number two. We're rooting for you. Let's see if it's there. Is there a new car Pause. here for the lady? We hope so. Number four. Did anybody recognize the music that was playing while the car was going? I did. I did. Would you like to rewind it, Mr. Watkins? Okay. Because, I mean, I spotted it, but then again, I know exactly why, and we discussed this on prior shows. Harry says card four. I say card seven. Share the screen, Eric. Jesus. Okay, we're in from the beginning. All right, hang on. Take three. It's an audio thing, so shut up. Please. The Buick Skyhawk 2. The sports car with room and comfort. Equipped with standard features plus pinstripes and California mission. Every room in the freaking house. Yes. Was this not a Mark Goodson television production? Have we not said about the Goodson Todman and then Mark Goodson music cues? Recycling cues is a Mark Goodson Bill Todman gimmick exclusive. Yeah, they also recycled the fail horns here. Uh, it's the only other show that with Goodson Todman that actually got the prices rights fail horns. Goods and Todd been reused a lot of their their cues on a lot of different shows, but this was the only one that ever got the fail horns outside of Price. And it's the only show that actually had a main theme reused from another Goods and Todman show in the '78 version. Eric, pick a number. Pick a number for the car. Five. You're saying she wins the car at one. Have you already seen That's this yes. clip? That's okay. No. For, for our audio listeners. 
Number one, number two. Contestant covers one and two with their two jokers. Is there a new car back here for the ladies? We hope so. Behind number one is the word car. Brian wins the car. Did they actually anticipate a no? It sounded like they anticipated a no. I mean, six sevenths is what? 70... 86%. 77 percent? Yeah, 85.7%. 85, yeah, right. 857214. I should know my six. 857142, excuse me. All right, all right. This is a different money card. Kill the clip. Kill the clip. So, yeah. Correct that was me a decent run. I mean, he, he got to go to the – that that's like the full thing where he uh, – you see a guy play the money cards and then go and do the – like that was an actual full bonus round. That first clip was just a lady winning the car so you could see how the car thing goes. Go ahead. Uh, question. Correct me if I'm wrong. You what? have a question. No, not, not the, not the okay, kind. Okay, making sure. Not, not that kind of question. This is an actual quizzical question because you guys would know more about this run of the show than I would. Correct me if I'm wrong. When a contestant won a car, they could not return and play the next game. But if they did not win a car, they could be the returning champion for the next game. Correct? It's for the CBS. I can confirm. Cindy winnings caps are weird, yo. Okay. You're muted. And you're muted. And I can't unmute you. I tried. There you go. Yeah, now I'm not the one doing the muting, so. Well, if I don't unmute when I speak, I can't be heard, so. Uh, that was well, my train of thought. Moving on. Something we were mentioning as far as with the bonus round and everything else. Cindy gone. prize caps being weird? It's, it's gone. gone. Probably reference to Joker's Wild when they had their... How no. Nope. All right. All right. Eric, we have a soapbox. And his name... Pat Bowler. Card Sharks 2001. Debuting, and this is going to relate to something Brian mentioned earlier, about a certain show that he loves that got um, sidebarred by news on its debut. This version debuted September 17th. 2001. Oh, that was a bad... Not the worst week, but close to it. And the show was so bad, I'm glad it debuted in a week it didn't get to air on most networks due to being preempted by news. Yeah. Yeah. So, they took the nice card sharks format and... Much like I failed to do that. 
They threw standards and practices out the window? They no. threw the format out the window, and they made a show that fucking sucked. God damn it. All right, I am off by soapbox. I got that on my system. Eric, would you like to describe this abomination? Because I can't bring myself to do it. I think Harry has something to say first, but he's muted. I need a clip, but I've never, because I don't think I've ever seen this. No, edition. no, no. This show gets no clips. No, no. no. Give it the animatronic shark intro, at least. That was kind of gimmicky for the time, but it fit. All right, I will look it up myself then. <laughs> oh, mutter, 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 since it, you had it. Because it was not only, you know, those attempted at times funny situations to where you see a clip of something that's about to happen and you have to guess what happens next in that little particular snippet. That was the main crux of gameplay on Card Sharks 2001. Clip chip. Show the intro. All right, all right. I think I got it. Since you asked, if one of these people plays their cards right, they could win over fifty thousand dollars. It's time for the all-new card shark. And yes, an animatronic smiling shark. Four contestants. Yeah, he did. Is this GSN? It's an episode's an episode. Even the money cards are wrong. I'll try and fast forward it's to the them. Show is bullshit. Let me fast green bleach just shows that bet. This show I rated actual zero, by the way. This is my legit zero of game shows of all time. It can't get worse than this. Even your in the picture was better. And you had mentioned about the money cards? Made it all the way to money cards. Yes, I did. What kind of name is Laser? You don't encounter that it's name a lot. old family name. It is. My great-grandfather's name. Well, it's very cool. I like it. Thank Eric, you. pull up the clip okay, that I posted, please. To replace this one? Yes. Okay, it's the same guy. It's just actually trimmed. Better quality video is better quality. We are back. Shitty show is still shitty. You made it all the way to money cards. Yes, I did. What kind of name is Laser? You don't encounter that name a lot. It's an old family name. It is. My great-grandfather's name. Well, it's very cool. I like it. Thank you. More importantly, I'd like you to win some money. What do you think of that? I would love to. All right. Is it just me or does Laser sound like Dick Van Dyke? Here's what we're going to do with it, Laser. We're going to put $700 on the bottom, $700 in the middle, and $700 on top. You're going to use that money to wager whether the next card is higher or lower. It's not an eight-card run. It's a seven-card run. Get this shit out of here. Just to make it easier, Laser, we're going to let you change the first card. You know why? Because that's the rules of the game. <laughs> Touche. Yes, it's the rules of the game. Bowler was a good host. The show format was shit. You got seven hundred dollars to wager. I'm gonna bet it all that the next card's lower. All of it lower than a king, Tammy. All of it to the next card's higher. All of it higher than a two. And it is. You got 
$2,800. Wait a minute, I just saw a clip like this. Boy, does this seem familiar. I'm going all of it that it's lower. All of it lower than a king. It is $12,600, Blazer. Just want to say for the record, I didn't plan this. Let's go 5000 the next one's lower. Okay, we're good. Lower than a jack, Tammy. It is. You've got seventeen thousand six hundred. We're gonna add seven hundred. You've got eighteen thousand three hundred dollars and a ten that you can change. I'm gonna change that card. Let's change the ten, Tammy. There's an eight. Eighteen thousand three hundred dollars. That's later. worse. You can bet half up to all of your money. This is your major wager. It's not even a big bet. They call it major wager. The next card is higher. Nine thousand one hundred and fifty dollars says the next card is higher. Let's take a look, Tammy. We could have had it normal, but we didn't. Not quite as much as Norma either. So, so some interesting facts here real quick. Um, first of all, uh, Mr. Laser there ended up being a contestant on Greed as well. Okay. Game show bandit was familiar. Game show bandit. Um we like them around here. Second of all, um does the name Jay Wolpert ring a bell to anybody? Yes. Oh no. Was this a Wolpert creation? Uh no, but Wolpert was brought in to revive it slash save it. On the second half of its run. Even the genius mind that gave us Hugh and Blackout could not save this abomination. Could have even given us pie in the sky had the right network had faith in that show. So what's your telling? So what's your telling? And and that man gets a monkey, by the way. I give him a monkey for the pie in the sky, yeah. Telling me is him saving the card sharks would have been a long shot. Give that man a monkey. I'm well, learning. Played Broadhurst. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm learning. Well, would you I'm... like to know who the showrunner for this was? Yes. Yes. Sure. Another Price is Right alumni. Rich DePiro. The name does not ring familiar to me. Eric. It's ringing a very tiny bill. I'm trying to figure out why. Brian. Um, he's done a lot of shit. Deal or no deal, $100,000 pyramid, Snoop Dogg's Joker's Wild. Um, ah, he learned from the mistakes of this and made Snoop's Joker. Okay. Me and Eric will have ourselves a heated debate about Snoop's Joker's Wild at some point down the road. 
Oh, yeah, that's going to be a Brian and I get out of here and you two get the screen to yourselves for that debate. I mean, he's going to have his soapbox. I'm going to have my soapbox. You two will probably be in the middle. And then, also, the reason why DePiro sounds familiar to you guys is because we talked about him last month on Price is Right month. He was the producer that came in and replaced Bart Iskander after the Bob Barker scandals. That's where that bell was also There's coming from. Uh, shall we ring the bell on 2019 now? Please, Please are, are we moving forward to the now axed Joe McHale version? 2019 through, as of right now, 2021. Yes. Um, I can't say current anymore because of today's news desk. I don't know why that started halfway through like that, but uh, start that from the beginning. I am. No worries. This is how you do it. Aces are high. Deuces are low. Call it right. And window. Oh, gotcha. And Mr. Preston knows how you do an intro. It is catchy. <laughs> it's the old tune remix and remix well. And Ed Kellogg too remix and remix well. Um, I believe the word you're looking for is modernized. Okay, that'll do. That will do it. Mm. That dude. Oh, that dude. Now, but, uh, now, Brian, why, why were you giving us the four seconds on that one? He was giving Jonathan the four seconds on the comment about how that's how you do that introduction and do it properly. I'm pretty sure. Audio listeners, Brian. I mean, I mean you could give me another try if you let it play another time. <laughs> Why is he just rocking back and forth? Back and forth. Are, are you trying to be a human metronome, keeping the beat here? What, what's going on? You do realize I that... I think all the man might have a soapbox he's about to get up on, I fear. You, you, you do realize that all game show and no play makes Brian go crazy. <laughs> Among other things... And I I am being summoned as far as uh oh. It, that, 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 but it, why am I having I go ahead I'm bringing this on screen but before I do why am I playing this in particular? Introduce your clip, sucker. Oh, we have a clip. Please go to the please clip. introduce this clip. <laughs> oh, it's the game show video page. Highly credible video source. As if I didn't hear this theme enough when I was watching Channel 11 News in Baltimore. 
we're back to Jim Perry. Okay. Thank you, Jack. Thank you very much. Welcome to Card Charts. Happy to have you here with us in the studio. Thank you for joining us at home. Well, thank you. Well, that that poem, that, that's not the only person. We thank Rosalie Strange of Liberal, Kansas, watching us K-A-M-R-T-Z. You were sent in reading poems for the uh, intro, yes. I've been mentioning for the last couple of days that because people have asked us over the last couple of years how we shuffle those giant cards, we decided to take a few seconds here to show you how we're able to handle those monstrous decks of cards. First, I'd like you to meet the fellow who actually does the shuffling. He's our head prop man standing over there. Please welcome, would you, Mr. Michael Holt. Well, now you know how he got the job, all right? Actually, there's so much curiosity about the cards that he turned our cameras on Mike this morning while he was doing his thing. So here in the studio, watch the monitors. You'll see exactly how it's done. Okay? Now there's Mike. He's already counted the deck. He and the NBC watchdogs have to check every deck to make sure it's complete and contains 52 different cards. And then he works the specially designed shuffling table that enables him to mix the deck at random. He does this for about a minute, always under the scrutiny of the NBC compliance and practices people. And then the deck incidentally weighs about 25 pounds. You can see he's going to give it a cut right there when he's all done after shuffling for about a minute. Deck weighs 25 pounds. They measure two feet by one feet, or by one foot, I should say. Now, then the deck is sealed, and it is signed by the CMP person. It's dated and locked up until we go on the air. And when, when, when we're ready to play, the seal is broken, and the cards are cut in front of our studio audience. And that's exactly how we do it. And for those of you who wanted to know, you got it. Okay? Oh, hey, it's Joe McHale. Thank you, Buster, for this clip. What the audio listeners are um, missing out is the visual of how the cards are bagged and tagged in the 2019 version. And trust me, and they even make sure to denote the color. The red deck, the blue deck, the gold money card deck. And the off-camera S&P guy. 
Do they allow do they allow contestants to cut their decks? I think similarly they would be I know cut. on the original version they allowed it. I don't know about this version. No, because as you see, they even cover up the top and bottom cards. So that way, even the contestants are completely blind. So I think with all of that, they would pre-cut them. Alexis was cute. Oh, they do cut them. Ah. Yeah, they cut them on camera on this one. So what it looks so like, I don't know what Ooh, they and that's a genuine 78 cue they used at the end. Kudos, buzzer. I think it looks like they had them, like, cut it right before, literally, like, right before they went on camera. Because I remember what Joel McHaley mentioned, you already cut your cards. Real quick, you are listening to Life is Like a Game Show, a presentation of the W2M Network online at W2Mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite audio and video video podcast services of which we will discuss in detail a little bit later i am your host i am the voice of reason my name is harry broadhurst joining me as per usual the dsdo eric watkins jtn jonathan nelson and the senior producer of the w2m network apparently he's lost his executive title brian espinoza yeah i took it from him he had a bad run on the money cards Speaking of which, uh, Mr. Researcher of the Night, can you pull up a Joel McHale money card run, perhaps? I think because, he's uh, in the middle they of They changed it, but they kept it close to the original. I had to count it for inflation. I think he's in the middle of doing something of that ilk right now. However, while he's doing something like that, we can also talk about... Never mind. <laughs> Park your international versions for after the clip. I wasn't even going to mention the international versions. I was going to mention the changes in gameplay in 2019. You smartass. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So he's, you're pulling this. So anyway, why do you have that damn smirk on your face? Anyway, let's get to the cards. Hashtag Weisenheimer. Aces are high. Houston's are low. Play your cards right and win the dough on Card Shark. And take now. The risk, take yeah. a chance. Take a dare. Play the game of double dare. Oh, wait, wrong show. <laughs> I was going to introduce Jim Perry, and nobody gave me the chance. Never gives me an opportunity to upstate you, Bill, because I'll take it every time. Touche. All right. Well, yeah, the whole yeah, thing... Go research what I asked, please. Well, the whole thing, it wasn't the specific Jim Perry. It was 76 double dares, 78 card sharks. By our powers combined, Captain Game Show. Captain Game Show. Go, game show. I'm debating if Barker's not pleased <laughs> or a monkey. 
Because that's both excellent and awful um, at the same time. Uh, Harry, can I hit your SAP button for a quick second? I just threw it in the trash. I'm sorry. Por que no los dos? Why not both? <laughs> I don't think that's the correct way to say that, though. No, that is exactly, yes, why not both? But it's porque no los, do, los dos is both? Yes, the two, both. Huh. I am not worthy. I am not worthy. I am not worthy. Okay, so am I doing a particular time stamp of this, or... Albert is impressed. <laughs> and why are you? Whoa. Oh, this is a nice intro with a, a good poem, actually. Play the intro on that clip. Consider it done. Mm -hmm -hmm. Let me make sure I go back to the official beginning. Beginning, if it will let me. Stupid one second. All right. Now. The host name is Toll. Last name is Kale. Handing out so much dough, you'll need a pail on card charts. And here's your host, Joel McHale. Round two, motherfucker. Round two, point and match. Um, I would have much rather heard Alexis say that than you. Touche, Broadhurst. Touche. And I mean, as is, you were setting up that while not taking part in the whole Captain Game Show monkey Bob Barker not pleased debate. Yes, you got a problem with that? Mr. Nielsen, I gave you an Albert for it, which I feel is a step above a monkey. All right. Um, do we have a Joel McHale bonus game clip? Did anybody ever actually look that up? Well, since I have something right in front of me, I can go uh, forward 34, to the... 34 minutes, 22 seconds. I was going to say, I just gave you a whole fucking episode. I... Well, there you go. All right, now I can rewind back to that particular... All right, bam. And, and, bring... we and before you start, though, since we were start talking about run times earlier... 22 to 26 minutes on all prior versions. This is a 42 to 46, however. Well, that's because they put two games of card sharks into one episode. By our powers combined, we put two episodes in one. Go Cap game show! <laughs> You're pressing uh, your luck. I was going to say, all I'm going to say here, all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is, first of all, that's next month with the pressure luck. Second of all, if you insult my ability to pull off a good game show announcing gig, voice, gimmick. Call the producer who's also available? <laughs> no, I'm going to call the producer and tell him to roll the theme back so I can show you exactly how you're supposed to do a proper announcer's intro. I just wanted to hear Alexis's sexy ass. Roll part two of the clip. Oh, okay. sorry. Sorry. No, I'll do this properly. Uh-oh. And the actual mic drop. Okay. 
Adams. He had an amazing run. She almost got to the very end in her first turn. Now, Kudos to the prop team for actually using I've, ship on this. the money cards. I've, I've, cut, I've seen this episode before. I can't comment on this one. Uh, neither can I, and there's two reasons why I Dude. would comment. And Harry knows the exact two reasons why I would want to comment. Is this the one where the chick was pregnant, Eric? Yes. Okay, we're done here. Green <laughs> Alexis are the... going to deal at seven money cards from the top. Didn't want to say it, but I knew that face, and I'm like, this had to be the one. This had to be the one he found. Well, I think Look, I looked for a full one. episode. That's the first fucking thing I could find. Full episodes are hard to find on YouTube. Fucking sooner. No, that wasn't... The big money. What are you going to do with it? I came here not to That's a maximum possible $640,000. Brian Espinosa will no longer be seen for this portion of the episode. That's pretty dang good reason. I very specifically remember discussing this episode with Eric. $1,000. That's exactly why he knew both the reasons why I can't comment on this. $10,000. This isn't point of view, Eric. Watch why I'm not saying yes. anything. This is her own money that she is giving to you. Now you have to wager at least $1,000 on each card. In this round, if the same card comes up twice in a row, it's a push. You won't bank any money, but you won't lose any money. As opposed to season one of money to be made. Also, all bets must be in multiples of a thousand dollars until the final card. Two. An Okay. It's all right. Now that's one of the tougher cards in the deck. I want to change the card. We're gonna change the card. All right, Jay. Thank you. You want a high card? You want something high? You had an eight. Your new base card is. Five. Okay. That's better than an eight. That's a good card. That's a good card. All right. What would you like to wager, Ashley? My lucky number is three. So 3,000. That is higher. You think it's higher? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Show the queen. Please, Jerry, please. There's a queen. Oh, That's a good one. One of the best ones in the deck. Well played. That's the luck of the baby. Luck All right, baby. so you're up to 13. Oh. Shut up, Watkins. Oh. 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 I would like to wager oh. everything. All right. Jerry, let's see a card that's lower than an ace. Two. Two. A king. Oh. Very good card. That's a great card. Really good. You just doubled your money. Oh my God. You have $26,000 now. So, Ashley, you said you wanted to leave with over $100,000. I don't know if you caught that or not. What would you like to do? Alexis, when she brought the chips over, pause real quick. Lock it in. When Alexis brought the chips over, she only brought over a 10 and a 5, and she took two ones. Yeah, the chip stack got consolidated a little bit. They do that. Ease of a viewership and handling without having to deal with too many trips. Uh huh. Continue. Going all oh, in. Wow. There's no way. Ashley. It's an eight. No way. This could 
be the end of your run, or you could double your money again. I'd rub that belly if I were you. Jerry, she is locked in with an all-in $26,000 wager. Let's see a card that is lower than a king. That's lower than a king. You doubled it. $52,000. Well played. Well played. That, that crowd was not interested in Channing, sir. Scared money don't make money, go, Ashley. What are you thinking, Ashley? Four thousand. That it's gonna be higher. All right, four thousand dollars. That's a pretty conservative wager. Yeah, it is. Feels like a weasel bet. Yes, you just confirmed that it is, and it is. All right. Well, I mean, especially with the six, higher. You would understand. I if I'm sitting on fifty grand on a six, I'm going at least ten k. And you're getting burned. Okay, but on a $48,000. It's 42000 on a three. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm holeshowering it. It's holeshowering. Holeshowering. A new word coined. My life is like a game show. Look at this. They want you to go all in, Ashley. Actually, I'd be tempted to hold back a K. Guys, That's a very I love good card. You, but I'm saving ten thousand just in case. Okay. Perfect. Okay. okay. You can say this is higher than a three. Acceptable. Wagering thirty-eight thousand dollars. You're locking it in. Okay. This will take you to eighty-six thousand dollars. This is a big. Wager. All right, Jerry, show us a card that is higher than a three. Big one. Please. It's a queen. You are up to eighty-six thousand dollars. That was quite a wager. Congratulations. $86,000. You've made it all the way to the end. So this is your final wager. And you're going to have to wager at least 64k lower. That would put me in a nice round 150 Cash in right now and you can walk away with $86,000. Another unique twist. The only time where you got the option to walk away. What would you like to do? Trust your gut, babe. You got this far. I would like to keep this here and wager the rest that it's going to be lower. Wow. And yes. the reason yeah. why. Wow. Wow. I have right. 10,000 just in case for baby stuff. Wow. Right? Give it to her. If you're right. Baby stuff is expensive, isn't it, Eric? thousand oh dollars yes <laughs> all right jerry please jerry please show please. ashley a card please. that is lower i mean it really is expensive if you're holding back ten thousand isn't it eric jerry, come on, brother. Come on. Please, i hate all of please, you all of you $162,000 is going to buy a lot of baby stuff, isn't it? Congratulations. 
Eric. I, that's a lot of diapers. <laughs> Eric hates it here now. <laughs> a pox on the lot of ye! I don't declare! <laughs> oh, geez. It looks like the shoe is on the other foot now, How huh, Watkins? Broadcasting uh, on ABC from 2019 till 2021 in lovely HD 720p and 5.1 stereo surround sound. All right, so let's discuss the various iterations here real quick and put our same spin on them that we did for The Price is Right. We start with the Jim Perry version of Card Sharks. Mr. Watkins, what would your score be for that version? The only reason why I'm not even going to give it a 99 is although they did make the rule change for the money cards, I wish they had have made it a lot sooner. Even with that, 94. Mr. Nielsen, your rating for the Jim Perry version of Card Sharks. Same. Push, I should say. Mr. Espinosa, you're rating for the Jim Perry edition of Card Sharks. Unmute uh, your microphone, sir. Unmuted. Higher. Lower. What the heck? I like the show. It gets a 90. Not to I'm, be confused with the original poem of, I like the gals who served the deck. I'm with uh, Espinosa here. I'm right at a 90 as well, and there's a specific reason I'm at a 90 as well, and that's because we are moving to the Eubanks version of Card Sharks, Mr. Watkins. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we were grading this as a whole. No, we're doing this on the individual hosts. Nope. Oh, oh wait a minute. What, what host did I just give a 90? Terry. 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 Hey, yeah, yeah, I can, I can, yeah he, can, he can stay at a 90. The The... Eubanks version, Mr. Watkins. Eubanks CBS. The Bob Eubanks version. Ah. Oh. I'm docking this a couple of points, not even for the, I guess you could say, 80s of five changes, but a couple in particular when they went to when you had your educated guesses. I mean... I'm sorry. It really could have done without those. I liked all the incorporations, even in the changes in the bonus game and this and that. So, not quite 94, but not enough to where I'm going to hit it that hard. 91. Mr. Nielsen. Car gimmick. It's, it, it, jokers in the... The real reason why I agreed with the 94, there was a segment they did on the Jim Perry version. They did a game show host week, and they knocked it out of the freaking park. Now, Eubanks went the different gimmick route. Not a fan. I'm going to dig a little harder than Mr. Watkins is. I'm going to bring it down to 89. Okay. This is a reasonable assessment. Since we agreed the last time, I'm going to go first for this one, Mr. Espinosa. I actually prefer the Eubanks version to the Perry version. You would. 
And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the gameplay feels more fluid. It feels more, what's the word, more engaging, in my opinion. The fact that you have that kind of play-at-home nature as well of having that second game to guess along with, too, for the card bonus game. You do have a money cards uh, spitfire of a contestant that uh, did set the record in that era too. So go watch that later, since you are a Eubanks fan. I'm going. I'm giving the Bob Eubanks version of Card Sharks in '95. Okay, okay, Mister Espinosa. I can respect that. A five or a jack is better than an eight. I give this show. An 88, and that's no bait. Okay. Well played. Good, sir. So I'm the only one that prefers Eubanks to Perry? Actually, okay, so I said I could give, I could live with giving Perry a 90, but I have to qualify that because I didn't realize we were rating Perry. I would also give Perry like an 87, 80. I, I like, I like you banks. He mar, he, he, he roughs it out just a little bit over Perry, but honestly, I like them both equally. I cannot rate the 2001 edition. I have never seen an episode of it. Mr. Watkins, have you? Not in a long whoa. time. And for good whoa, whoa. reason. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bill Rafferty, sir. To Cindy. Uh, unfamiliar as well. For the Cindy, ah, I'm honestly, I'm going to stick with my same like a Eubanks grade because with Rafferty, it different host for the different moments with syndication and everything. But other than that, the show was pretty much the same. So I'm going to give it a 91. A host didn't make a difference to me for that era. Jonathan, same opinion? Fours and queens bet real high. The man from that borough, I ask why, 82. Gimmick in Are you stealing my shtick? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are I'll, you really fucking stealing my shtick? Is... <laughs> if I make coin, if I make coin, this man. <laughs> I believe. Gimmick. I like it. I believe I Harry like... was coining something in the midst of all this. Rafferty was dry. Gimmick infringement is a Jonathan Nielsen specialty. Anywho, I'm very unfamiliar with the Rafferty edition. With like I asked earlier, the Onions guy, which kind of takes us back to our earlier conversation about the college basketball tournament, because Bill Rafferty was on the call of the championship game with Jim Nance and Grant Hill. Naturally. I miss Vern Lundquist and Bill Rafferty together, though. That's a conversation for Thursday. So, Brian, your Rafferty reading. Not to be confused the Rafferty report. Without being a poet who didn't know it, preferably. 
So you're saying that I am not the next Nipsey uh, Russell and I am not the next Poet Laureate of the W2Web Network? Nope. The gimmick has run its course. Uh, yeah, clearly. When Nielsen starts stealing it, yes, that means the gimmick is dead. Hey. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm an 88 across the board here. Kind of, sort of. Let's not talk about the later stuff, but um, no, I, I, I'm in the same. I'm with Eric. I give him this. I give it the same score that I gave to Eubanks. Maybe like an 87 or an 86. It's they're all like good, high, solid B rating television. All right. Um, have any of you watched the 2001 edition? Nielsen gave his rating for this earlier. We we don't regrettably. We've we don't need to rehash that. Eric, are you familiar with the 2001? Because literally the animatronic sharks. When I saw that, I'm sitting here thinking, I've never seen that. What the fuck is that supposed to be? Thirty-one. Because I'm being nice. I have to revise to a one because there can always be worse. Yeah, a legit one. Brian, have you seen the 2001 edition of Card Sharks? And your score? Nothing. Or $28,800. And the card is a bust. Legit zero. And then that wraps us up with the Joe McHale version, Mr. Watkins. Now, because we, we got into the gameplay for the bonus round, I'm the main I didn't give me nothing for the twenty-eight. Really, no. I it's got two late. good poems, two good poems, and a and a and a appropriate reference to the show, and I can't get a monkey for any of that. If I couldn't get because you're on the O one version. The max was a twenty-eight-eight, and it since you twenty-seven four fifty. Sorry, no, that I... wasn't the theoretical maximum. That was just for what that contestant won. The theoretical maximum was much higher. And this if you didn't give me all the... this goddamn research on this show, I wasn't paying attention. I couldn't do it in good conscience. They shouldn't have put that show on if they had good conscience anyway. Agreed. For the Joel McHale version. And we didn't get to the gameplay because it was similar to the money cards. Instead of the best of three games, you only had the one, but it was but a series of what? Nine, ten cards? Ten. Ten. Ten, yeah. ten, ten. cards. And you when, still... They were able to freeze, though, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah you still could able freeze, to freeze. You could freeze after any correct answer because whenever, uh, whenever even I play high-low with cards and stuff, we always do the ten-card setup. Right, so you still had them. That was the main thing. Instead of making it a best of three series with five and subsequently three cards, it was, as we talk about on League to the Max, a best of one with ten cards. But even with that, with the modern well, day, Card Sharks out one would definitely not win a best of one. That's for sure. Well, amen to that. But even with the modern gameplay, nothing. Well, I would say yes, but the, the look at the two of them. All right, all right, all right. 
I'm, okay. I'm actually working and trying for a monkey here. Y'all are, are being more stringent than a joke that I can't say or I'll get canceled. Be I mean, that alone was worth it. So that works for me. Beggars don't get monkeys. Anyway, with the modern gameplay, with everything, and even with Joel McHale, I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I am still grading on my era-based curve. You might be surprised by this. 97. You rate him higher than Perry. I do. Also, for obvious reasons, please do not repeat the joke, but I did put the joke in the chat. I wasn't going to repeat it, but it's hilarious. I mean, yeah, they are wording more than uh, Ben Stein's money ever did. To which I award a 95. What the hell, Nielsen? What the hell, Nielsen, with the comedic timing tonight? <laughs> there in shock like did he really just actually do that did uh, yeah yes, more, of a, did. more of a case of did he seriously just go there yes and it worked reference tonight i mean my uh, god the, the perfect way to get out of a sticky wicket get go ahead and middle it for six kudos to you sir and he did it, and he did it, and he did it after a rebold no ball, and he got seven instead. You technical motherfucker! All right, Nielsen, go ahead and uh, give us your rating for Mikhail. I did ninety-five. Let's get this back. It, it's just that little piece extra. Okay, beyond the Jim Perry. Mr. Espinosa, uh, you're going to want to pass me. And by pass me, I mean you're going to want to come back to me. All right. Um, I stand by what I said. I, I didn't love Mikhail as the host of this. And the reason I didn't love Mikhail as the host of this because I felt times this and will be heard tonight. Yeah, Harry, you've got internet issues. Yeah, Spec Spectrum hated you for that moment. I hope they don't cut me off then. No, you had the ultimate fail some weeks back. With Can y'all hear me? No. Still a robot. No, he's now frozen. Can we just let it go and give Brian an opportunity? Thank you. Hey, Eric, I think you know what time it is. Uh -oh. All right. 
I like Card Sharks as a game show. I like Card Sharks as a format. It's a very nice format. It's simple. With that said, I didn't like 01. It would never win a best of one. Not even against the all-time worst team of League of Legends ever, which is Detonation Focus Me, who went absolutely winless at Worlds. Oh, harsh. Harsh, good sir. I could shine a turd and make it look better than that fucker. But, Joel McHale's Card Sharks... Joel McHale's Card Sharks was like Fnatic's performance at Last Worlds. One win. Just one win. And you know what that one win was? (laughs) The fact that they reused the classic theme and put a nice modernization on it. That's it. I thought they made too many chain, too many unnecessary changes to the format. I don't think it felt like a true version of Card Sharks. This is, in my opinion, a modernization gone wrong. Kind of how you all feel about Prices Right ninety four. Eh, hmm. Four seconds gone wrong. Joel McHale was a good host for this. He definitely came into his own. I didn't like him at first, but as I watched more of the series, I warmed up to him. But the format overall just really detracted from the game for me. It felt way too... The set screams million-dollar format, but this is definitely not million dollar format. It's 640k format. Yeah, but that's theoretical maximum, which nobody even came close. There was a couple of like hundred, two hundred thousand dollar winners. Nobody ever even came close. Fair. I give Joel McHale. The infamous 53. Hmm. The one point above failure. Hmm. Wait a minute, are you? If you're talking about the old scale, wasn't that a 55? I thought it was 52. Was 52 or lower was failure, not. No, uh, it was 54. Okay, yeah. then fine. It was 55. Whatever. Any what I'm trying to say. Ohio scale is much different than yours. It, it was, weird. No, Florida normalized the scale, but back then, yes, it was very weird. All right, I'm I'm back and able to give my answer now. And um, by the way, Harry, it wasn't Alexis you were one here, it was Donna J. Folks who was the uh, announcer for that version. Well, Alexis was sorry. Still- sixty-five. I was gonna say six, 60, 65 is the lowest number you could get without failing. 
in the in in Ohio. 100 to 92 was an A. 91 to 85 was a B. 84 to 76 was a C. 75 to 65 was a D. And then 64 down was an F. Yeah, our scale so, was similar, but they went to the 10-point increments. 94 to 185 to 93, 75 to 84, 65 to 74. Zero through 64, effective through September of 2001. The year before I moved to Florida. So, Brian, you effectively has given this show the D. I have given it one point above failure. And I broke Eric. Yes. Uh, I I gotta wait for Eric to put his headphones back in, because I hate to say it, but Eric, that was monkey worthy, and you know it. I could hear you, but. <laughs> if it hadn't been for that specific clip, of that specific show. I blame you, Espinosa. <clears throat> All right. Um, you my... can buy a hell of a lot of baby supplies with $100,000. He, he gave that show what Eric wanted to give that contestant. Bam! <laughs> Brian Espinosa can be found on Twitter at the Andesian. <laughs> All right. Back on real the quick. W2F stop, Network, stop, on League to the Max, or whatever. You can't point of viewer. Mute Brian. This man. Thank you. Mute that man. Thank Brian you. Espinoza Mute will no that again. Be... <laughs> Brian Espinosa will no longer be seen tonight. <sighs> All right. Anyways, um, I'm not going to be as harsh on. I'm not going to be as harsh on the McHale version of Card Sharks as as Brian was, but. I, I also agree that it's a step down from the Perry and the uh, Eubanks versions there. I'm going to give it a You're 75. Right. It's a 75 for me. It's it's middle of the road for game shows. And of the reboots that the re, of the reboots that ABC did, honestly, it's one of the ones that I'm not sad to see go because I don't think it lived up to its predecessors. A fair assessment, but again, if they decide to, you know, not bring back supermarket sweep, I wouldn't complain about any other choices. I'm just saying of episodes, and I think it will. You have been listening to Life Is Like a Game Show. Hold on a second. I have to agree with you. Thank you. Um. Out of all of the G or why well, I just said GSN, out of all of the ABC, because I expect GSN to do this kind of shit, not ABC. Um, out of all of the ABC revivals that came out in this time frame, because they pretty much all came out about this time frame. Card Sharks was behind Pressure Luck, the one that I was looking forward to the most. Actually, I mean, anybody who knows me. Of course, I'm going to look forward to Pressure Luck. Uh, if anybody and, knows any of the fuckers uh, in the top row or on the right side here, yes. And, and we'll we'll explain that particular affinity reason why next month here on Life is Like a Game Show as you get to see a piece of historic antique game show memorabilia. 
Um, oh, yes. I was looking forward to Pressure Luck. I saw Card Sharks. I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward to this. And then the format change and Joel McHale at the start. And I'm like, oh, no, why? Make it go away. So I'm not I'm not sad that they're canceling this. In fact, I think it's a good time for them to cancel it before it goes even further down the shitter. I have a question, but I'll let Harry go first. Oh, well, yes, one of those questions. I, I, He's got I a lot to have the graphic, Eric. I think I realized what the problem with, with the Mikhail version of Card Sharks is. Mikhail leans too much into grumpy Pat Sajak as host. No, 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 I disagree. He, he definitely has his moments where he's... He, he had his moments at the beginning, yes. I would concur with you on that. He loosened up in the second season, but... Yeah, no. like the first 10 episodes, which is pretty much the first good chunk of the first season, yeah. He's he kind of an kind asshole. Of, yeah, he was a little well, bit of an asshole, especially when they lost. But if you think about it, that was more his thing to begin with. If you see his character on Community... If you see him as host on Crime Scene Kitchen, if you see him go back and forth with Ken Jong on The Masked Singer, that's his deal. So that's that, part of his persona. That deal doesn't work with a game show setting, in my opinion. And that's why he, he learned. Up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, ask your question real quick, Mr. Nielsen. Brian, I got a question for you. Which version did you see first? The Joel McHale or that old one abomination? What do you mean? Like, did you watch the old one when it was like debuting? I didn't see the old I didn't see the old one when it debuted, but I definitely saw the old one before the ABC revival. Because my gut reaction was he's not a Jim Perry, but oh thank God. God, it's not O1 over again. No, I had that same reaction. I'm like, this is not worse than O1. It's like they took it back to the roots. The roots were solid. They weren't in deep. The roots were not deep in the soil yet. That came early season two. I found most of these ABC hosts, their first season was not the best, but when they got season two. They were on it. So so here's what I have to say about that. And it, look at all of those ABC game show revivals that came out at that time, right? This was a, like, experimental programming block coming out of ABC. Mm-hmm. A lot of these hosts probably were thinking, okay, this is a one and done. I'm not going to bother with it. When they realized it was coming back for season two, they're like, oh, fuck. Okay, let's do it. And that's where you saw a lot of the the hosts that got their season twos really came into form. Um, Like Joel McHale, Elizabeth Banks, Michael Strahan. They all really hit their stride in their second and third seasons of hosting their respective shows. But the, again, my biggest qualm with the McHale Card Sharks is the format. I just don't like the format. You have been listening to Life is Like a Game Show. 
Card Sharks, a presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast listening and watching services, assuming Spectrum doesn't hate me here, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox, Overcast, rate and review us five stars on Spotify. Make sure you check us out on Apple Pods and Google Pods. Check us out on the Discord as well. Link available in the show description. If you prefer to watch your podcast, you can see us on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Everywhere but Twitch is W2M Network. Twitch is W2M Net. You can also see clips of the shows on TikTok at W2M Network 2. Next week here on Life is Like a Game Show, we begin the first of a two-part episode as we focus on Family Feud. Next week's episode will focus on the non-bookend editions, all of the hosts other than Richard Dawson and Steve Harvey. In two weeks, we cover Family Feud, Richard Dawson, and Steve Harvey, because there is enough content from those two hosts to fill a three-hour podcast. The other hosts, there might not be enough content to fill a two-hour podcast. Bring your snacks, folks. The one in two weeks is going to be a long one. He ain't lying. So, Brian, where do we go after that? And then we wrap up the month of April, Mr. Nielsen, with the classic Monty Hall and Wayne Brady, Let's Make a Deal. May brings us here on Life is Like a Game Show. And apparently, due to scheduling snafus that we were unaware of, Second Chance and... Okay, that's going to distract me. Second Chance and Whammy will each be their own episodes in addition to a full episode on Pressure Luck in and of itself. As well as an episode... Oh, no, 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 no. Not just one, two full episodes. Hold on. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Because the second of those two episodes, the one on May 17th, will be the focus on $110,237. Um... One hundred ten thousand two hundred thirty-seven. He said it right. Yeah, he, he got that right. No, that's not the problem of what or we're having with that. Is it May twenty-fourth? Is yes. that the end of, no? Is the seventeenth is the third week because we got. I know, but how we originally planned it. it the was, anniversary of when the episodes happened. Is it the twenty-fourth? Which was supposed to be the nineteenth, and the seventeenth is the closest we're getting. Mr. I, Broadhurst is correct. Technically correct. The best kind of correct. The point. Oh, oh, see, 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 originally the show aired on Thursdays and it would have aligned perfectly for a, a May 19th episode. Unfortunately, due to my work schedule, we have had to change that. Although, stay tuned, we may still have a special Thursday recording week that week to do that Michael Larson episode. The point, 
I work. The point being is that second chance whammy, pressure luck the show itself with Peter Tamarkin, pressure luck with Elizabeth Banks. Each get their own episodes, and then yeah, there will be that out of order. And there will be a full episode in there dedicated to. Okay, I'm going to do the plug because I just did the schedule and I know how this is supposed to be going. Because now everybody's confused and I do not like people to be confused. So, so second chance, Whammy, Larson, Tamarkin, Banks. No. Second chance, First week, Tamarkin, Larson, Newton, Banks. Oh, my bad. We're doing women. We're doing them. Um, we're doing it in the actual proper chronological gotcha. order of the okay. show. So we, May third will be May third will be second chance, and that's going to be a very short show. So bring your popcorn. May tenth will be Peter Tamarkin. May seventeenth is the Michael Larson special. May nineteenth potentially, depending on schedules, what have you, yada yada. May 24th for Todd Newton and Whammy. The all-new Pressure Luck. And May 31st for Pressure Luck Elizabeth Banks. Yes. All right. There are your April and May schedules for Life is Like a Game Show. Brian, Leading, in, leading into the big run-up of Game Show Marathon, which will we will be covering in June, starting on June 3rd. I don't remember that schedule. Yeah, but I do. Good. Starting, starting on June 3rd with an introduction to Game Show Marathon and talking about the first of the pricing games that was played during Game Show Marathon, The Price is Right. The following week on the 10th, we will be talking about Game Show Marathon's versions of Let's Make a Deal and Beat the Clock. On the 17th, we will be talking about Game Show Marathon's versions of Pressure Luck and Card Sharks. And on the 24th, we will be talking about Game Show Marathon's versions of Match Game and Family Feud. And speaking of future scheduling for this show on the network... Um, we have an early plan. It has not been finalized. However, there are three dates that have been finalized, uh, which we will go ahead and share. Um, August 16th, which for those of you who uh, happen to know this show, is an anniversary date. We will be covering a very special edition of Who Wants to Be a Billionaire. With the greatest game show host and New Yorker of all time, Regis Philbin. Can I ask a New question? New Yorker, yes. Greatest game show host of all time. That's debatable. Can I ask a question? Is that the original premiere date for the series? Mm-hmm. Okay. August 16th, 1999. Okay. Uh, and then the show will be taking a two-week hiatus because... Uh, at least two, if not three out of the four of us, will be on vacation over Labor Day for a week. So we will have two pre-recorded shows that will premiere on YouTube. Um, the first one of those will be... Where the hell did it go? 
Uh, Gotta scroll up a bit. <clears throat> no, I need to. Sc I know, but I'm like, did we do that right? Yeah. Okay. So the first one of those will be deal or no deal. This show may be subject to change. Um, most importantly, the Labor Day Tuesday show will be William Shatner's Show Me the Money. I have research to do because I have no fucking idea what that is. You don't have a lot of research to do. One you, season wonder. You, you, you know that joke that keeps going around this network that started around September of last year about Endemol and Celador and Fremantle? Uh-huh. Show me yeah. the money. If you want to hear more about Show Me the Money, Mr. Watkins, where can people listen to Point of View or in the greatest sports movie of all time tournament? You can, you can listen right here on the W2M Network on all of your platforms. And you know how I always say, if it's Sunday night, you know what that means. <laughs> where else can people find you, Mr. Watkins? All you can find me is you see my Twitter handle on the screen at Squid Sports Head. Doing more live tweeting as events and sleep schedule allow. Fingers crossed on that one. However, if you don't want to deal me with live tweeting or any other thing as I'm answering questions days later about the World Cup draw. If you don't want that, you can also find me on Facebook. You know the drill by now. Eric Watkins, Guy, Wine, Recliner. But if you want to hear me elsewhere on the W2M network, you got me Sunday nights with Point of Viewer, Sundays or Wednesdays, schedule permitting. Soccer to the max with Mr. Hate Mill himself, Sean Garmer. We will be talking about CONCACAF Nations League in the run-up to the World Cup. We will also have me, besides that, Mondays, League to the Max or whatever, where I become the disembodied voice for one Mr. Brian Espinoza. Or whatever. <laughs> so when I'm not here Tuesday nights on Life is Like a Game show, you've also got me Thursdays as a Broadhurst Walk-In Sports Report. Myself and Harry, we bring you sports in black and white. And yes, I know where you're getting at. The first of every month, like clockwork, the Nielsen ratings. <laughs> Where well, I want to be a disembodied voice, however, somebody else won't let me. <laughs> Look, Mr. he is the executive producer of this network. If he wants to be a disembodied voice, you're going to let him be a disembodied voice, or I'm going to proxy fight you in four seconds on his behalf. Mr. Nelson, if you want to be a disembodied voice, or likewise yourself, Harry, feel free. Mr. Nelson, where can people find you online? Let's get this done with. They can find me on Twitter at JTN2002, and they can also find me on this network on the Nielsen Ratings debuting in recorded form the first of every month. Mr. There's other social medias, but the Twitches, the Twitters are the main ones. Mr. Espinosa, where can people find you online? Everywhere. He is omnipotent, folks. You cannot go anywhere on the internet without him knowing what you're doing. Except I know what the hell you I know what the hell is in your browser history. You sick son of a bitch. Well, this is why you should go like with myself, undergo a strict and thorough proper vetting process so you can gain free access to all of that Acc dark media. Accidental segue? <laughs> Family show? 
somewhere in the middle. Uh, uh, no, I am at the Andesian on Twitter, uh, as pointed out multiple times this evening. I am the senior producer here at the W2M Network, which means uh, by default, I am obligated to appear on at least five <laughs> different shows on this network. Like my friend, the executive producer here up in the other corridor, who is also obligated to appear on at least seven shows on this network. So I got one more to go. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, we already know what show that's going to be, too, because we're both stuck on it. Uh, you can find me on League to the Max or whatever. You can find me here on Life is Like a Game Show. You can find me occasionally chiming in as the uh, microphoneless disembodied voice on the Nielsen ratings. I'm also the the main disembodied voice of Doom on uh, Point of Viewer. Uh, I occasionally make audience uh, uh, appearances for the Broadhurst Watkins Sports Report. Sports, Sports in black, and, black white. and white. Thank you, gentlemen. A little bit late on the uptake there. Um, and uh, another show possibly coming soon here on the network very soon. It's it's like we didn't have enough tournaments recently or something. Exactly. You can um, never have enough tournaments. No, or you really can't. I guess I guess you could say they're quandaries of of a sort. Just make sure you have your bracket builders spade and neuter. Not if we have to deal with them on a weekly basis. We have to keep the creative juices flowing. Anyways, right. yeah, more on that soon. Um, you've been listening to Life Is Like a Game Show, no. a presentation of the W Two M Network, available. On I haven't gotten to get my plugs yet, you jackass. You don't need no stinking plugs. You ain't a producer. Uh, this ain't point of viewer either, so no plugs <laughs> necessary. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> you this man. <laughs> was also going to say looking this man. I broke Brian right at the tail end of the show. At ATB the Eagle, pretty much everywhere social media related. Twitch, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Messenger, Yahoo. Although, again, hate mail, s.gummer at gmail.com. You should know that by now. You can also find Shout me Shout out, Marty Bass. Uh, you sorry, can also. Marty. You can also. Indeed. Sorry, Marty. Yeah, that, three hour tour. Sorry, Marty. That's our uh, that's our signature sign off now. Sorry, Marty. Anyways, um, in addition, I'm on a TV party tonight with Mark Rattledge as part of the Indie Siders. We just covered, like I talked about earlier in the show, Effie's Big Gay Brunch 2022 and No Peace Underground's Fear the Gay Agenda 2021. Uh, episode seven of the Indiesiders airs this Sunday before point of viewer. We handle Joey Janela's spring break six nights, one and two from game changer wrestling. That'll be on Sunday. And yeah, I think that's all we have here for Brian Espinoza, Jonathan Nielsen and Eric Watkins. I'm Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to life is like a game show. A feature presentation of the W2M Network. We'll talk to you guys next week for Family Feud. Take care, everyone.